to this day, you know, I, I'm really thankful to my regiment for putting that kind of um, faith in me because really they had a lot of ground to not to. You know, I was in a lot of trouble. You know, I've been in a lot of trouble with the law and stuff as well. So um, I managed to actually you know, really turned things around and went to this army parachute jumping instructors course at, at, at this parachute training school, the other side of the country and like just flew, just loved it there. Wound up breaking two world records whilst I was there, joined this really, really successful rugby sevens team. And um, we, we broke the world record for the longest game of rugby sevens. We played rugby for 24 and a half hours straight. What? No, right? Yeah. And then we did the same again a year later in rugby tens. Welcome, everybody! Welcome, welcome! Welcome, welcome to the Cup to Cup Show, <laughs> episode number 126. My name is Kevin. I got my boys here who come join me for just about every show. I would say majority, like 92%. Uh, Jason, say hi, everybody. I appreciate that all-county chorus intro, bro. That's well you. done. Yeah, I try to hit every note on that one. Every Highs, note? You hit every note? Mid tones is that a thing? Know. I don't even know. You can keep saying random shit. I would soprano, agree with you. Uh, the alto, note. Uh, alto. Is that is mm-hmm. all? Are these really things that you alto, hit? soprano, and baritone are? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. I don't know the rest. I didn't hear the X note in there. Uh-oh. That's okay. So Jason, just say hi to the people. Hey, people. So they know you're here. I'm here. <laughs> I think they know I'm here. Uh, also, we have a our other co-host of the show. Uh, a young man that goes by the name of Chase. Say hi, Chase. Yo. He does that every thing. time. It's every time. Yeah, he it's going to keep thing. happening. I don't know why you just can't live with that and move on. I, I will never. <laughs> it's just like weird. Well, you know, uh, that's anyways, just like me. So here in a little bit, we're going to have our boy who's a fan of the show. He's also mm. a ridiculous uh, military mental resilience coach. He's a uh, parachute guy, uh, world <laughs> record holder, like two times over, uh, psychopath, a, a certified psychopath. Yes. His name's James Elliott, and uh, he's going to be joining us in just a minute. But before we get started, we are going to do an opening item. Psychotherapist, by the way, just throwing that out there. Uh, I know. Psycho- I don't know. Also, it's the same thing. Also, it's- I appreciate that you got the parachuting uh, position correctly by parachuting guy. Is that what you said? <laughs> uh, That's, that I'm, seems like the professional term. It, I mean, you know, we're, I don't. I, I'm no professional uh, parachuting guy. So, could I you can't. imagine that having that? That's how you write it out on your resume. I'm a parachuting guy. Can you elaborate? I am on a that? professional parachuting guy. Mm, I like it. <sighs> Sorry, what's the opening item, Kev? No, you're fine. Um, oh, so, thank you. Uh, I appreciate I really, that. <laughs> you are fine. I, this is the first time I've looked at it, to be honest with you. Um, you son and, of a bitch. And I feel <laughs> like it's the same exact thing we had last fucking 100%. week. 100%. It really is. Chris, get more creative. Yeah. Each of our fingers could dispense a condiment sauce. And yeah. there were the only ones you could use for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's the same one that we had before. What would it be? So now instead of so now instead of two we're picking five. Well, why don't we why don't we nix the two we already said? At least make it a little harder. Right? No, fuck no. Let's do all five. Okay, fuck me. Yeah, all I mean, five. It's yeah, all five. You got to do one for each finger on one hand. I don't think that's what he was saying. 
Is that Each what of your saying? fingers could dispense a condiment sauce. Oh, How shit. How many fingers you got? Not, I did not read that part. It's the first fucking word. It's I didn't each, each of your each. fingers. <laughs> I thought each of your hands. What? Yeah. Yes, obviously I was incorrect in reading it, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah, the word or hands is not even it. in that sentence. Okay, man, well, this. go lightning. <laughs> Fuck both of you. Oh, apparently Chase taking a shot <laughs> they every did, time yes. they score. What's the score right now, Chase? Uh, I know we've scored three because Chris keeps saying goal. Jesus. I decided to put all of my attention into this episode, so I am not wi- watching the Lightning play in but the But you're watching right your phone for every text that My Chris phone says. is right here. It's Look, it's right here. Are you turning off all notifications to the game? No. Okay, so you're not really giving us I'm. You know what? Fuck you. Oh, you're fucking, I'm pulling the TV out. Like, no, I gave you what I gave you and you're not taking it. <laughs> Kevin, I can answer it to give you guys some help because I thought about this while shitting uh, on the toilet this morning. So, just to paint the picture, okay. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, what five no, would I do? No, bro. Nobody three wants hot fucking... sauces. Three hot sauces. Three be, hot yes, Texas Christ. Pete, Louisiana, and Red Hot. Um, they're, they're buffalo sauce. Wrong. So, and then it'll be, this is the one where I'm going to get shit for, uh, blue cheese and mayo. Can get blue cheese. What the fuck are you doing with mayo, man? Mayo, I can mix with the blue cheese and I can I can spice it up. I do a little like cream based hot sauce. Bro, half the cream like hot sauces out there. That's all they do is they put mayo. I mean, he's and, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's mayo, not wrong, but I mean, mayo is in a lot like yum yum sauce. Uh, Mayo is in a lot of other sauces. Second episode in the road, Chase has mentioned yum yum sauce. <laughs> yum yum sure. sauce is fire. I'm not Let's make it three days, guys. That. How can we get in there I'm not organically? Apologize for that. <laughs> Um, those see. would be my five for those reasons. Um, I'm gonna mm-hmm. go ranch, mm-hmm. Chipotle ranch. Stupid. Interesting. Uh, Don't go all buffalo five. sauce of I've, with my choosing. I thought you were gonna say buffalo ranch. I was like, this motherfucker's going <laughs> for that. I could just put fiber. my buffalo sauce in the ranch and make a buffalo ranch. Yeah. Or I put mayonnaise in it. You know, and no, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, ketchup. And honey mustard. I don't know. Hmm. I like honey mustard. That's a good one. Mm. That's similar to what I'm going to say. So I'll say ranch barbecue, the two I said last time. Uh, honey mustard, um, hot sauce. We'll go with Louisiana. Mm, good choice. Do we all um, agree Louisiana, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it's the most universal or like useful for all plates. Uh, and blue cheese. Yeah. So you like blue cheese over ranch? I already said ranch. Oh, ranch! I'm was taking one of both the first of them. Ones. Yep. Jesus so, which Christ. one do you prefer, the blue cheese or ranch? Well, since last time I took ranch, you know. No, I'd which say, one do you prefer? Don't worry about last. That's time. That's what he's trying to tell you. He told you last. Hello. Time. We we went over this last podcast. He told us he liked ranch more. Yeah, slightly. I yeah. love both of them, but ranch gets slight edge. Yep. Okay. That's fair. Uh, I agree with Chase though, Chris. Uh, this was a half-ass uh, open Terrible. title. It's not uh, your best. Yeah, it's not your best. Expanding on last week's fill in the blank, he says. No. Why? Why do we need to know pacing. three more? Yeah, condiments. you might as well just say, "Hey, other than the two you said last week, add three more." Yeah, but he, I mean, he got unique. He's like coming out of your fingers like a superhero. I mean, but like, but talk that's... A, bro, talk about a shitty fucking. Uh, like you wake up and everyone has a power, <laughs> and that's your power. That sucks. That I mean, that would suck. But if you're the only one that has that power, at least you'd save some money on condiments, I guess. Wow. Fucking just, save yourself, what, $5,000 for your entire life. I like lifetime? blue cheese okay, crumbles sorry, over Mr. blue Ranch. cheese dressing. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> what are you going to say? I like blue cheese crumbles. I don't like blue cheese dressing. I like both. 
Blue cheese is, that is weird? underrated. No, it's no, not. I mean, it's not it's weird. It's, what makes it's a little... the fucking cream in the blue cheese like what is is you know what I mean? The mayonnaise. dressing. What uh, if it's mayonnaise? mayonnaise. Bro, mayonnaise. if it's mayonnaise, I'm out. I have no idea, but my mom makes me feel like every dressing has mayonnaise. She might I feel be right. like it. Well, I feel like it's every like dressing egg. has like egg, yeah, right? Egg, and yeah, is that egg. egg like the main ingredient for in mayonnaise or like one of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's crazy. That's probably what it is. Gross, How bro. something like eggs are pretty healthy, but when you think of mayo, they're like, bro, don't put that shit on there. Like that shit is not good for you. Cholesterol, <laughs> well, right? Yeah. Yeah. And fat. I think the fat content is like mm. stupid high in mayo. Mm-mm-mm. I have to trick Emily. She likes it, but it's just, she doesn't like seeing it on there. She knows it enhances I'm kinda, flavors. I'm kind of the same way, honestly. Really? Yeah. I like when it's mixed with things. I can't do mayonnaise by itself on anything. Like, who's going to put, you know? But mixed when you mix it, it with, like, ketchup and mustard. like You like fancy mayonnaise, sauce. Mayonnaise and fucking mustard is, whew, that's good shit right there. That's I good. agree. That's better like than mayo. Like, like on a san- deli sandwich. I like a light, a light spread of mayo. But the issue is, man, like, even if you say, like, can I just have, like, a little bit of mayonnaise? It's like, no thing. There's no such thing. Bro. There's they no such thing. They score that shit all. Bro, I'm like, like, I'm like, never mind, never just mind. Start it. over. Just Start over. <laughs> You're so right, Chase. That's fucking spot on, bro. All I want to do is see something like that happen. Just stare at Chase. Like, you gonna say something? You gonna say something? You gonna say it? Nah, I'm just gonna eat this fucking pile no, of no, gag. No, if anything, I wouldn't eat it. I would probably just take the bread and take a knife and fucking scrape that shit off. Be like, excuse me, Matt, borrow your knife. I'm just gonna. <laughs> do you do it right I can just dump the rest of this shit off that i told you not to put on there thank you i will say if you chose out of all the condoms we said that's the only one that i think if you gave me a big spoonful full i would like i would gag like it's weird that i like yeah i like the condiment but it's weird that it would make me gag if a whole like i'm talking the big spoon not the baby spoons i'm talking the big ass spoon no. Chase, you're fucking making me gag. Like, no, you know what's making me gag is the fact that he's taking vodka shots and then he's doing that. If I took any shots and then I faked the gag like that, I'd probably get close to throwing up. Ever, I can I've only see. taken three. Bro, the, how long has the game been on? Like, I mean, it's the second period. Oh, okay. That's okay. I feel like we I just started. But, uh, we, that we means actually, nothing we, to me. We actually didn't know. score till the second period. So I've how taken many, how long three are since the second period. 20 minutes. No, that's but, false. Uh, they're like only like only like a couple days. With commercials, they're probably like 35, 40 minutes. Mm. Only okay. a couple days. You're wrong about oh. that. Okay. That's my bad, my, guys. My wife's never had a 30-minute period. Oh. What the hell? Was that? Is that a joke? <sighs> Even the crickets are upset. They sound pretty happy to me. That was the uh, worst and weirdest. That was a bad one, dude. Um, yeah, I don't even know weird, what to dude. say to that. Uh, I'm. Uh, I think it's a great time just to send it over to our boy James, man. I'm gonna do the and uh, introduce our boy. You don't have to tell him you're gonna do the thing. Just do the thing. I'm gonna do the thing. All right, James, uh, we alluded to it earlier before we introduced you, um, but uh, you are a badass. Uh, I'm reading everything from Instagram right now, and you can correct me later, right? So you're a military mental resilience coach. Uh, You're a performance coach. You're an airborne soldier, a two-time Guinness world record holder, and an accredited psychotherapist. We called you a psycho earlier, but we meant psychotherapist. Uh, (laughs) Is this all correct, man? Yeah, that's all correct. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I am... uh, um, I'm a soldier, but I'm with the reserves now. So there's, there's a bit of a difference. I was 14 years uh, regular in the Airborne Forces. 
Um, I did 10 years as something called a fire support team. Uh, you call them fisters in America, which is like the coolest name second. ever. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're okay. called. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was an airborne soldier in, in, a, in a fister. Uh, but <laughs> FFT, we call him over here. Where, and uh, and then I and then I became. Um, we started this thing in in 2016, which was um, the Army Parachute Jumping Instructors Platoon, which is effectively taking the idea that the Americans have in the 82nd Airborne, which is actually having soldiers from the sort of combat arms actually are the dispatchers and the parachuting instructors. So um, we kind of replicated that idea and said, well, what if we make sort of eight soldiers we pick from the airborne forces that become parachuting instructors? And I got picked, I got asked to do it. I'd had um, a bit of time off of work for my own mental health and I needed to sort of recalibrate. You know, I you know, spent 10 years, you know, doing operational service in Afghanistan and, you know, holding on to a lot of childhood stuff. So I then went and um, became a, a strength conditioning coach at a National League rugby team whilst I was sort of recalibrating myself and then work sort of turned around to me and said, you know, would you be interested in, in doing this job? And I was like, oh my God, yeah. And um, I was really, you know, to this day, you know, I, I'm really thankful to my regiment for putting that kind of um, faith in me because really they had a lot of ground to not to, you know, I was in a lot of trouble, you know, I've been in a lot of trouble with the law and stuff as well. So um, I managed to actually you know, really turned things around and went to this army parachute jumping instructors course at, at, at this parachute training school, the other side of the country and like just flew, just loved it there. Wound up breaking two world records whilst I was there, joined this really, really successful rugby sevens team. And um, we, we broke the world record for the longest game of rugby sevens. We played rugby for 24 and a half hours straight. What? No, what? right. Yeah. And then we did the same again a year later in rugby tens. So we broke the world record for the longest game of rugby 10, which is 24 and a half hours straight. But, you know, I got to play rugby against rugby sevens against, you know, um, like Italy, uh, Switzerland, um, uh, played against Afghanistan, uh, played back against the British Army, um, played like some really, really like pro level rugby. Um, and it's actually whilst I was here that I was using the skills that I'd learned at a National League rugby team, skills of coaching and mentoring and emotional control to help sort of the young lads that were the rugby team there, because some of them went on to go play professional clubs. Um, and I was using that those skills, but in a parachuting context. So like young lads giving them breathing techniques and calming them down and sort of let's do a little bit more about goal setting. Let's do some, some visual rehearsals of the parachuting. Let's, let's do some breathing techniques to keep you calm. And then I wind up writing off to army headquarters which was a pretty punchy thing to do considering i'm just a full school i'm a lowly i'm corporal level right so i wrote off to army headquarters and i said listen i don't think we do mental health right in the army um because we rely on doctors and we rely on nurses but that they don't speak my language like they're not from the same socioeconomic demographic as me like you know they didn't have that same upbringing like a lot of them come from quite a lot of privilege there's a massive class divide in in the uk like it is as you imagine it to be over in America, where your name and your upbringing and your financial status dictates about how a lot of your life is going to turn out. That's a big thing in the UK. And um, and so, you know, they don't represent my demographic. You know, they don't speak our language. They don't have the same experiences, don't have the same life. We should be soldiers teaching soldiers the key skills of emotional regulation, anxiety control, breathing techniques. And they went, man, you've got a point. Come on then. To get me out of the parachute training school, and I became the two IC of the second in command of all the British Army's mental resilience training and delivery. So I wound up working with like special forces. I wound up working back to my lot, back to the para lot in in Colchester, like working even with like the bands, like the famous guards bands. I was yeah. doing like emotional regulation with like the trombone players from the band, and I wound up being deployed to Estonia. 
And then I wound up, you know, um, just delivering like pre-deployment training for special forces, you know, teaching them mindfulness and stuff like that. The whole time, like now I'm like developing my academic status. I'm, I'm, I, I went to study sports psychology and then, you know, I was doing mindfulness and suicide prevention, mental health awareness training, all this kind of stuff. Um, and just I got to a kind of point in my career with the military whereby I really needed to progress because I needed to promote further. I needed to now become what's called a senior, so a sergeant in the British Army. And the problem was I'd been doing all these jobs, but nothing that was further in my trade. You know, so nothing in my regiment stuff. I'd gone away, become a parachute instructor, and then went and did the mental health stuff. So they said, listen, the only way that this can actually be facilitated would be for you to return to your regiment for a little bit and then come back. And I said, I mean, that would be madness for me to go back. I've been away for nearly five years. So thank you very much, everybody. Um, I'm going to make it on my own. And then COVID-19 hit. So we're now going back like a year and a bit ago and COVID-19 hit and they said, you can stay in if you want, like we'll give you an extension. And I said, no, no, I'm going to set up my own mental health consultancy and see what happens. And I started then performance coaching for the Paralympic rowing team. And then I started um, performing with like other national teams, other rugby players, other professional boxers. And then I was getting more and more involved because there was this massive spike of vulnerable veterans who relied on veteran services, but couldn't now receive those veteran services because of COVID-19. So then I took on board loads of veterans and I'm studying the whole time. And then I got accredited as a psychotherapist. I finished my final advanced psychology course to then become fully accredited as a psychotherapist. And then I got recruited by this massive mental health provider. And then I became, and I'm now the mental resilience coach um, with them for Police Scotland. So like the entirety of Police Scotland, I do mental resilience training too. And then there's other uniform services who are now going, this is fantastic. How do we get more of this? And loads what? of things are just... What <laughs> supplements do you take? Because I want your energy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? The funny, like, I, people ask me about this. The funny thing was, is when I met Leah, I was a parachute instructor, right? And my days consisted of parachuting, bowling, I was, you know, just running about, you know, playing loads of rugby. And then she was like, oh, you're having fun, are you? Right, that stops. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like we were talking about earlier, man. Uh, it's one o'clock your time. We I, we were talking about 1 a.m. Like, he was like, he was yeah, adamant. He was like, no, I can make it work. Don't worry about it. We can do it at my time at 1 a.m. Ridiculous. And this man is more wide awake than I am at 11 a.m. 100%. After three more wide, wide awake than I am at 8 o'clock right now. I asked him. I, he said it was like, I'll just have a cup of tea. I was like, I need to get on this tea stuff. Yeah, do you know what? It's not it, like it is stereotypically British, but I have actually got a cup of tea here. Like, I just, <laughs> it's literally what we're rolling with. I like the stereotypes. It's perfect. Yeah, whatever is in your tea is not in the tea that I'm drinking. So. <laughs> I love how in England too, like no matter how like manly of a man you are like there's the the cup of teas like the little cups that they have are just like you know the cutest little fucking things too. <laughs> but yeah so like how do you stay i don't i don't like do you have free time like i don't understand yeah, your schedule yeah, yeah, no yeah, we, insane, yeah we do so like i think um it got to a point with um a lot of the mental health resilience delivery that i was doing for the army that yeah it got really quite intense at times. Um, so I've got a reasonably large social media presence, as you see, and I have like quite a lot of guys approach me, you know, and I was doing this, you know, constantly. So it was Monday to Friday delivery. And it was like, an, I was delivering like an eight hour program. So you're on your feet and you are teaching eight hours a day, but then you're getting the messages on social media from either people who've just taught mm -hmm. or from people saying, like, I would literally have messages that would just help me. 
Yeah. And so I'd be looking at a guy's Instagram profile, trying to work out what regiment they were in so that I could ring their welfare team. So I could say, who is this guy? Is everything okay? Yeah. So it was this huge amount of emotional responsibility and a huge amount of pressure. And so I kind of made this agreement with Leah that when I was out, because we decided that enough is enough. Like if I'm not going to progress, then I need to progress myself. And um, the reality was with that was that we said, listen, I'm going to try and take one day a week. That's like our day a day for me and for me and Leah, because one of the things that I wasn't very particularly good at at that point was establishing those sort of boundaries and saying, no, like I was just, everything was, yeah, 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 I can do that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll help you. I'll do this. I'll do that. And the other, and the reality of that is it's exhausting. We all need to learn to establish boundaries better, particularly with work, right? Because it's so easy to just say yes, do because we think we have to, right? Yeah. So then we take a day and like, you know, Leah and I are off, she's off eating donuts tomorrow for Tim Hortons. Like, so I'm off with her to Tim Hortons tomorrow. We're going to. Oh, yeah, for everybody, Leah. So for any new listeners, we had so, Leah yeah. on. Oh, actually, I think it's like right around the start of the COVID, I think. And yeah. she's the world record holder. She's a superhuman eater. Uh, how I like to explain to people, she was one of the best guests we've ever had on the podcast. But you easily, started dating. Easily, and you've sure. been dating for a while, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So like I said, two and a two and a half years knocking on now. So like she met me at the, I was at the parachute training school. She, uh, this, like, I like telling this story. She's always like rolling her eyes at it, but <laughs> it, it took me a year to get a date out of her. So I approached a her year? a year and said, oh, wow. said, listen, like, you know, I, I really like what you're about. Then her social media, seen a couple of her videos and you know, she looks a certain way, obviously. So I was like, damn, all right. Okay. So I said, Leah, do you want to, do you want to go on a date? And she was like, oh, no, no thank you. Uh, excuse me and she's like listen like you're a soldier you you're a, you know you've got the whole cheeky lad thing going on and that's great that's great but i'm not into something casual and i was like no no i want to go on a date and she then just ignored me and then i was like oh shit like, this isn't happening so then finally she just she just straight up just was like nah 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 and then after like a year of you know fairly continuous trying to win you know what this isn't going to be anything romantic. We'll go for dinner, but I don't really want anything from you. I don't expect anything. It is what it is. It's just going to be putting a name to a face and meet eventually. And like I say, now we own a house together. So, well, you know, man. it just... That's awesome. Yeah. Congrats, Yes. I like it. Thanks, yeah. Persistence is key. Um, <laughs> Within a within a limit though, like yeah, if a girl yeah, says, yeah. Girl says me again, I'm going to call the police. That's yeah. that's kind of where you got to draw the line, lads. You know, for sure, for sure. yeah, yeah. Point. Don't turn up at her house, you know. <laughs> so give me a taste of kind of what you mean by so your big thing on Instagram that I've noticed is called Minefield, right? Yeah. Uh, so what what's that all about? Well, that's kind of my brand. So Minefield is the brand and the name of my um my my company. So um so what it's based around is is the idea that. I'm not, I'm not a big bullets and biceps guy, right? I'm not like, there's a lot of guys out there, a lot of, you know, like ex like us special forces. And some of them are like really, really incredible human beings. who have got amazing stories. And we've got like um, some, some SAS guys who run like really fantastic resilience and wellbeing workshops. And it, it's based around that idea. You know, they've got this incredible military experience and, and, and this is what they're about. But for me, like I don't, I don't really do that. Like I'm not a bullets and biceps guy. You know, I've, I've got, I did my, my time in Afghanistan and I had a, a military career and I did some cool jobs in it. Um, but actually it's just based around the whole lived experience of, of it. So I, I kind of, I kind of combine that military element, but it's mainly about how human it is. You know, when I talk about fear, I talk about like when I was in Afghanistan, like I was scared, like I was properly scared 
a lot of the time. And because of that, I then use that when I talk about fear and fear management. I'm not talking about times when I wasn't scared. I'm not talking about kicking down doors and shooting bad guys. I'm trying to make psychology and the models of psychology and the ideas of psychology accessible to people like myself who never went to university, who never had a higher education. You know, I, I, I think that, um, like I, I'd, I think in, in America, you'd have called me like a, a high school dropout. I think that's uh, I think that's how it works. I'm not really sure. But like I left, like we call it like secondary school here. That I left secondary school with like next to nothing to my name. Um, so I try and make like psychology, the, the, the sort of models and ideas of it accessible to people so that they can, you know, it's something they can find relatable and understandable and human and we can talk about. And part of that is the fact that I make these minefield videos, which as you see are like a couple of minutes long, if that. And it's just taking a, a very simple um, idea or in within psychology, sort of behavioral psychology, which was a very measurable form of, of, a, of approach to psychology, which is stimulus response reward okay and that's sort of how operant conditioning works right okay well that's a very measurable output let's talk about that and so we see that all the time with kids a child behaves in a certain way so they get a response from it and it's either reward or negative and and actually how can we then apply that so so i take these processes these ideas these models and i just explain them explain what would be like a three-hour lecture try and condense down to like a three-minute and say well actually what's the cognitive triad of depression well the cognitive triad of depression is effectively if you feel really shit about things in the present and you think really shit about things in the past and you think about things really shit in the future then that's kind of what depression is when you can't see an escape from your current situation because of your past and because of what you perceive your future to hold that's the cognitive triad of depression that's all that is now that's like a that's like a, a month-long How did you say you? that so fast? I'm just blown away <laughs> by this right now. I'm sorry. It's the speed and, like, the confidence you have when you when you pitch this. I'm just like, I don't I, – I couldn't – like, if you said that, tell the ABCs as fast as you did, I'd fail. <laughs> like, that's all I'm saying. It's impressive, man. Oh, uh, I actually I actually pulled a soundbite. Uh, I, I think it was one of your latest ones on breathing. I think it was, like, the box breathing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me play it. It's like uh, I only play I only took a short clip of it and we can talk cool. about that because like I actually do this all the time, but I did it for a different reason. Um, mm. I didn't realize people did this for this reason. Hi guys, welcome back to my IGTV. So what we're going to talk about today is box breathing. Now box breathing is this technique that was invented by the US Special Forces, okay? And effectively they do it to calm themselves before they go and do some fairly anxiety instigating exercises. The one where they drown, I think is the, pretty much the famous one, the US Navy SEALs have their hands and feet tied together okay, and they're thrown in a pool and they kind of sink to the bottom and they push off the bottom of the pool, they get to the top, they take a big gasp of air and they go back down. So the, the key is to be as relaxed as possible before you get in the water, okay, get your heart, heart rate calmed right down. And actually it's really, really good for for, um, for calming that anxiety here. Okay? And what we're doing is we're trying to instigate something called the parasympathetic nervous system, okay, which is gonna calm the physiological response of the body. We're gonna get lots of oxygen to the brain, which is gonna make the transition of energy from the amygdala, our emotional fear center, to our prefrontal cortex, our reasoning, our logic. That's gonna happen a lot easier. And we're gonna try and simulate something called the vagus nerve at the back of the throat, big deep breaths, okay? And that is gonna allow us to calm ourselves down. So that is the kind of the point of box breathing and also because there's a little bit of visualization that goes with it it's kind of like a little bit of mindfulness in the fact that we're just focusing on making this box shape and we're not focusing on the thing that's making us anxious so we're concentrating on the present moment and on our breathing okay to do that you have to do okay sit with your feet flat on the floor okay with a good as posture as possible i don't have a good posture so just sit so it's comfortable for you okay try not to be in an uncomfortable position and all you're going to do is breathe in for four hold for four 
out for four, and then rest for four. That was... I didn't know that was for anxiety, bro. And I think I talked about this with our last guest, uh, one of our guests uh, who's a trainer. But, like, I thought it was for, um, uh, like, lung capacity. Because I would do, like, six to eight seconds. And yeah. I would do, like, three cycles of that. So, and I would do that over and over again. And then I'm hearing this. But it's true, though. Like, after I'm done with doing it, like, I'm driving to work. And I'm, like, kind of chill right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's also giving an element of control, right? It's an exercise something you control. Let's kind of look at what have we conditioned ourselves in the modern world to believe as control. So actually, when people get loads of emails, they get loads of phone calls, they get stressed, they go, right, stop, I'm going for a cigarette. So mm-hmm. they go for a cigarette. But why is that? Well, it's because they're retaking control of their environment. They're mm-hmm. stressed, they're overwhelmed, there's lots going on. So go, right, what can I control? Well, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to have a cigarette. It's not the cigarette that's giving them any kind of stress relief. In fact, it's actually they're regaining control of their environment. Our stress response is designed around regaining control of our environment, right? That's why we have this huge release of adrenaline. That's why we have this huge release of cortisol. That's why I hate something called the HPA axis is activated, which effectively is your fight or flight, because we want to run away from that saber-toothed tiger, or we want to freeze, or we want to get get back to our cave and get back to that fire and dance around it, all that kind of stuff. That's designed to get us away from the danger and back to a state of, of, of sort of balance and back to where it's safe. So that's why we go too much stress and go for a cigarette. Now, obviously, that's quite unhealthy because a cigarette, first of all, is unhealthy. And second of all, as far as coping mechanisms go, that's an emotional focus coping mechanism. So there's two types of coping mechanisms, right? There's an emotional focus coping mechanism, and then there's a problem focused coping mechanism. And if it's problem focused, that's the far more healthy one to go, right, I'm stressed. Okay, I'm going to box breathe and I'm going to start answering some emails. I'm going to box breathe. I'm going to start tidying up. I'm going to box breathe. I'm going to whatever it is that you need to do that's going to solve the source of that stress. So when we teach box breathing, it is about filling the brain with oxygen, stimulating the vagal nerve at the back of the neck there and instigating the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the opposite of the fight or flight. It's the rest and digest. It's calming you down. And not only that, you are focusing on something, okay, other than your stress, it's going to calm you down, put the control back into the prefrontal cortex, your conscious thought, and you're not going anywhere. You're managing your stress in the moment and you're going to deal with it. And you're absolutely right. You know, people do a bit of box breathing with them and they feel fantastic. And actually, it's a really, really effective method. And there are lots of different type of methods, but that's a really effective one. I, I have a question for you. Uh, so it seems like in your job, uh, I almost feel I'm, I'm like you're an amazing human being on what you're, what you're doing for these thank people. You so much. Uh, for, for sure. But and thank you for your service as well. Oh, um, with that being said, how in God's fucking name do you not take on some of these people's like mental stress? And, oh yeah. And well, how yeah. and and how do you how do you take a step back and car, you car know let let that let that go away you know and I think I think I, that it's the 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 heat is added in the sense that like I've had guys who I've served with are my clients so now it's now it's your friends. You know, that's now it's your brothers who are coming to you. So that is a, that's like another like angle to it that I hadn't really considered until it sort of started happening, you know, and, mm. um, you know, a couple of guys who I served with, you know, one of whom was really, really vulnerable, you know, and I did, I actually did like a suicide intervention and he was found, thank God, before it was too late, but he was unconscious. And so then there's this kind of, you know, real pressure um, on me and it's kind of gives you worried nights for sure and like you know because they're my my friends you know they've got my phone number which is kind of a boundary that I shouldn't have crossed but I do cross because I care so how on earth do you do you do that yeah and you know there's an element of mindfulness and breathing that comes into it for me but there's also an, an element of 
of understanding this is a phase that people are going through and this is a difficult time in their life to go through and what they need is that support. And so the way that I don't carry it is to sort of almost undertake that idea that it's the sort of big brother mentality, not like the 1984 George Orwell negative connotations. Like I'm not Mark Zuckerberg in them. Like I'm saying that, that I'm just, I'm like their big brother. That's how they see me. So then they can come to me like that and I can look after them and I can help them as best as I can. And I have thankfully got some really fantastic mutual support in there, not just in the fact that Leah is fantastic with me and helping me with this, but, uh, you know, uh, a charity was set up by, by a guy from my regiment as well. You know, and I can turn to him. He sort of has like this huge logistical thing in place. So, so you know, if people need funding, if people need adult social services, if people need emergency housing, like we've got the infrastructure there set up to help them as well. You know, I don't take these people on full time. So we find them local therapists. Mm. They have something called the Armed Forces Covenant. Okay, so they are entitled to get NHS. So, so support 24 hours a day, they are entitled to get that. And so we kind of, someone can come to me in, 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 a, in, a, in a real state of distress and then you've got to calm down, find out where they are. At the same time, you know, we've got other um, things becoming involved. You know, I've got, you know, I've been on the phone to, to pull a bloke on one and, and, and adult social services and police doing welfare checks on the other. You know, so we then get these people looked after properly by the proper agencies. A lot of the time it's more about signposting, about getting the proper people involved, you know, for me. And, and then, you know, six months down the line, you know, and it, it's sometimes it's six months, sometimes it's longer than that. Sometimes it's even less than that. They're saying, I feel completely different. You know, they come to me a couple of times a week and we talk things out, you know, we talk for a couple of hours and we do a video chat, we do some practices, we explain to my ideas and they're leaving they're going Jim like I feel like a completely different person and, and thank you so much for everything you've done it's been amazing so it's about understanding it's a process and it's a journey and that people are, are, are always going to be alright in the end and if they're not alright it's because it's not the end yet and all I'm doing is I'm trying to guide them towards getting there in a balanced and healthy and fulfilling way as possible um, but yeah it has been tough sometimes you know when guys want to talk about trauma that, that I was there for that can be that could be a little bit you know difficult not like they're there as such but as in i know all the people i know the context i know the environment i know what it is they're talking about it can be um can be can be difficult sometimes yeah for sure i mean but the, but the sense of accomplishment of not necessarily accomplishment but actually like saving somebody's life like turning yeah. their life around i mean i i couldn't imagine yeah uh, sometimes it is it is quite quite draining yeah but when you do literally save someone's life you know when you know they've overdosed and you've you know or, or you know or they've been stopped or you've been you know uh, pivotal in in that change of behavior then yeah it's absolutely like you know amazing it's, it's completely different you know and and, and it's like it is incredibly rewarding at the same time you know helping people perform you know there's people you know i've helped you know we've done key psychological skills and then they've past basic training or they've you know gone on to and achieve the things they want to achieve in their personal lives and in their careers and you know there's things that they've done and places that they've gone and it's been really really amazing performance anxiety i do it with leah every day every day now we're doing some form of performance anxiety training you know and people come to me all the time with this stuff and and we talk and you know it's everything really you know guys come to me saying i'm having a, a really tough time in my relationship you know and and they say well this is what you know particularly squaddies particularly soldiers because we're so tunnel vision we get taught to think a certain way see mm. everything as a certain way and if it's broken then throw it away and so they said oh well if you wouldn't believe what she's done da, 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 and you go yeah she's kind of got a point though mate like, let's just, <laughs> <laughs> like she's not a piece of military equipment let's just let's just look at this you know and 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 you know i held guys in, in all manners of things so i think that yeah it can be really tough sometimes 
particularly when there's lots of bad news in a week. But the reality is, is that actually you can make a real difference. And that's kind of like the next part of my journey and what I've done is um, actually wrote a paper. So uh, a good friend of mine is like a re- he's like a really successful bodybuilder in the UK and he owns like a really fantastic gym and he's a really fantastic guy. He's ex-police himself, like an amazing bloke. And um, he was saying to me, because we've been doing this nonsense with like, we had a lockdown and then we had like a two week off of lockdown and then we had like another lockdown and then we were allowed four days at Christmas and then they were like, we're going to tier it. So there's going to be different levels of lockdown. So like some people oh, are like, some people are like trapped I say like like we were trapped like rats, but rats are harder to trap. So we were trapped like carrots, <laughs> and then and then and then and then these different layers are like so it was really confusing, right? So I said to this this bodybuilder guy owns his gym. I said, yeah, this must be a really difficult time. Yeah, this was about a year ago. And said, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's been really like confusing, and people have come to me quite distressed. Quite a lot of clients, you know, my body, my people who I coach. I said, oh yeah, but you know, obviously being a bodybuilder, being in as long as you have, you you would have had plenty of of training and plenty of opportunity, you know, to have been given professional formal training on how to manage vulnerable clients. No, not a thing. Not, wow. not one thing. That's so I went away experience. with that information, researched into this and why not writing this paper and saying, well, actually our national health service are reducing prescription drugs and increasing social prescription by a third. So effectively we're going to get a third more, 33.3% more vulnerable people being sent to gyms directly from, doctors and they're going to get there and there's going to be some 18 year old lad who has been minimal life experience who just knows how to use a chest press machine and you're going to put that kind of stress and pressure on him actually like how is he going to manage this person he has no idea how to manage vulnerable people so we've gone away and i've written this paper and then i approached a clinical psychotherapist who's a colleague of mine and she's amazing called ella mccrystal i said ella like can you help me like design a course content with this. We've designed a course content. We've put it into a platform. And this week we had confirmation that the head governing body of all, every course that ever gets produced, anything whatsoever called Simspa to do with any training in the UK, they have gone, this is fantastic. We want this accredited. We want every PT in the country to be doing your course. So that's kind of the next step is now this big education piece to people that actually need it. Like, why are we not doing um, mental health training and signs and symptoms and awareness and eating disorders and vulnerable clients and, and conversations with vulnerable people. Why are we not giving this training to PTs? Why are we not giving it to rugby coaches and football coaches? Why are we not giving it to all people involved in any level of education and training in the entirety of society? This is a thing. Mental health is not going away. Let's better educate everybody on it. You know, everyone's sitting there saying, oh, we should do more mental health education in school. No, you're at school six hours a day. You should do more mental health education at home. So who's offering this mental health education to parents? Who's offering this mental health education to the sports coaches who run the extra curricular activities? So that's kind of that's kind of what my brand has evolved into is now I'm providing this education piece on, a, on what will be a large scale platform. I, I got to say, man, like listening to you talk, you don't get the feeling that, you know, you're a secondary dropout or high school dropout. Like if you introduce yourself and you're like, hi, you know, I've been studying psychology my whole life. I'm a PhD in psychology. I would buy it because your knowledge base and mental health, just listening to you talk right now is incredible. And that's, that's gotta be inspiring to the people that you talk to that, you know, you, you've grown up with a harder life, a different life than a lot of other people. And here you are and you've accomplished so much. Like that's gotta be inspiring to the people that you talk to. Oh, that's kind I was, I was working with uh, Devon Fire Service, um, Devon and like Cornwall, um, 
which um, fire service the other day and I was saying that, you know, six years, it, when you leave our version of high school, you get GCSE. So that kind of level said so like, you know, six years ago, I didn't even have like a GCSE to my name. And then uh, I've actually applied for my master's degree in war and psychiatry at King's College in London, which is like one of the, you know, best universities that there is. I've applied for that. You know, I'm, I'm looking at getting an answer. You know, I didn't have anything, but now I'm a fully accredited psychotherapist. And in, and in two years time now, I can have a master's in war and psychiatry. But I didn't have any of that before. You know, my, my biological dad was a drug dealer. Now he went to prison when I was 13, you know, in typical story, you know, I joined the army because I was homeless. And, and that was the reality of the situation. I didn't have any education. My mum used the prop, my mum used to say to me, and this is a I don't know this isn't a reflection of my um, perspective on this at all. But she used to say to me, the only way you're going to go to a university is if you're going to go there to clean toilets. But I actually get to lecture at Oxford University. So at the Oxford University, I go. I went in to lecture on military mental resilience and what that looks like. So that was kind of like my big fuck you to like that. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually awesome, like. Yeah. Like, like I didn't go to university as a student, but I went there as a lecturer. So, you know, but it is just all about that, that conscious decision-making process. You know, it's, I wouldn't, you know, be as naive to say that it doesn't matter your background because of course, absolutely, of course, does your environment massively shapes who and what you are and actually mm -hmm. the people you spend your time with and your early childhood experiences are massively important, but you do have an influence over that decision-making process. Like we are able to say, do you know what? I want to choose better. Like you change your circle, you change who you are, you know, in a regiment, would you show me who a person's friends are in the regiment? I'll tell you what kind of soldier that, that they are. And in the same way that, you know, people's upbringings, people's backgrounds, you know, we, we have this huge thing in this country with um, with the working class and it's they've kind of been demonized. Like I'm part of that, 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 cl that working class who's been demonized, you know, particularly by British media and particularly, you know, um, people who perpetuated that, like Piers Morgan, you know, sorry about him, guys. Like, I know that we sent him to you for a little bit. <laughs> we sent him you right chewed back. him up and spat him back out. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, fucking, we're going to have to deal with him again. And then they put him on telly. He's been took off telly now, thank God. But like, you know, he, you know, he had this massive platform and he used to talk about benefits cheats and people from council estates. Like, it was a really negative thing, you know, Chavs, which is council housing violent, which was this made up thing that he would just spew out on television and, and so from this sort of working class it was this kind of this belief that was perpetuated by people like him by British media that was if you're from that that's who and what you are and that's who and what you will always be and like I refute that but yeah. I also understand that it is massively difficult to break out of and I didn't ever really break out of it let's be honest I ran away like I ran away and I joined the army the army provided me with a platform I didn't make my way out of that difficult environment I simply ran away from it so you know again it's about understanding that struggle and the realities of it. Like I'm really, really lucky and I'm genetically gifted to be in this situation that I'm in. I'm tall, I'm strong and I'm naturally fit. I didn't earn that. Like I didn't deserve that. I was just given that. That was my genetics. Like I was sporty as a kid. That was my genetic. That was my inheritance. That is my privilege. I didn't do anything for it. I don't deserve to be tall and fit and strong, but that's my, and because of that, that privilege, meant I got to go to the army and meant I got to go to a certain regiment and it meant then that I got picked for sports and picked mm. to do things, which built my career, which built my self-efficacy, which built my confidence. And then when the time was right, I applied that to my studying and then I started to learn. But that's, that's privilege. But there's plenty of people who are in the same situation that I was in who aren't sporty, who aren't big, who aren't... And so they don't have that privilege. So when we're talking about making your way from what you were to what you are...
there's so many factors that we need to consider and it's just so easy to look down at people who were poor and say, oh, why don't you just get a job or like, you know, or, or just make your way out of there. And, you know, you see these stories, you know, like, and it's, and it's a tiny, tiny, it's less than, less than 0.001% of people who make from, an, from, a, from, from modern poverty into, into sort of being modern rich, you know, like I think Will Smith is used all the time. Yeah, cool. But that's like a, not, I mean, he's like a, he's like a one in 100,000th of people. The outlier. Yeah, exactly. And they go, well, he, well, he did it. Why can't they? Well, because of millions of external factors that need to be considered um, for that. So I'm, I am lucky. Like, and people say, I oh, know, but that's your, you also work really hard. Like, and I don't like other people calling me lucky because I know how hard I've had to work. But as well, I can, I can call myself lucky. Like, I am lucky. I was offered circumstances that were simply I was stood in the right place at the right time and I was the right person. And I went, yeah, I'll do that. Oh, like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll give that a go. And I was really, really lucky. And I'm, I do have a, an element of genetic privilege that's put me in that position. But yeah, but I mean, it's not that I'm refuting your, um, or, or rejecting your, your compliment. Thanks very much. Lads. I do really appreciate it. But, <laughs> but like, I, but I am, I am lucky. Like I am, of course I am lucky, you know, and, and, and here I am. I do think you're underselling yourself a little bit. I think luck plays a part in any per, any successful person's uh, life, but so does hard work. And I yeah. feel like you've, you're not just lucky. You've put in the hard work. Well, hard work people are luckier, right? Because you generate those more opportunities. Well, you make you your own luck. Yeah, exactly. You have more opportunity yeah. to be lucky because you're there. And I completely, that's, I completely understand that I, I do. But, I, you know, I still feel, I still appreciate, you know, everyone's individual individual story, you know. Like, I work with, um, I've worked with a lot of, you know, impoverished people, you know, in modern poverty and what that looks like. And that's a cycle. Like, that's a very difficult cycle to break, you know. And then, and then you're dealing with, you know, with certain people who've got certain cognitive limitations and certain people who've got, you know, like the realities of their living, working environment, you know, and people are saying, oh, why don't you just start studying? Well, actually, like, that's that's not the reality of their life, you know. The reality of their life is, why don't they just start trying to drink some water? Just try try drinking some water a day. Like, let's try and improve a little bit of your physical mm-hmm. health here, okay? Like, yeah. okay, let's, 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 have, let's have no drugs before midday. That's what you're going to especially thing. You're not going to smoke any weed before midday. And that's the kind of the reality of the situation that these people face. And it seems like people see, oh my goodness, how can people live like that? Are they ridiculous? Like, why don't they change it? But that's your privilege. Like, you grew up in an extremely supportive right. household. You grew up with broke your parents. You got an education. Like, these things that you haven't really earned, you've been given. That's just luck of the draw. That's your privilege that you've been given those things. You need to understand that plenty of people come from really, really poor backgrounds, really, really terrible childhood experiences. And therefore, they are now trapped in this cycle of poverty. So for me, I mean, I joined the army. I ran away from it. And it, that afforded me this platform. And I, I, for that, I appreciate how lucky that I am. But yeah, no, thank you very much. There is also a huge amount of hard work that's gone into it, you know, and it would have been, I think, easier at points to roll over and play dead and certainly, like, really, really tempting at times to just roll over and play dead and go, do you know what? I don't want to study. I don't want to read. I don't want to do this anymore. But you know, I've got I've got Leah, and I've got like a really wonderful little girl as well in my life. You know, I've got a daughter, so so it is. You know, those motivating external factors. It's not all intrinsic. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, 
I have to, I have I have one question and then I don't want to take up too much of your time because like we said, dude, it's two almost what two in the morning now. Oh, it's uh, past, past two. two. It's, it's past just, two. Yeah, it's <laughs> my only thing I wanted to discuss because I'm really intrigued with it. It was always like if I was gonna go in the military, if I ever cool. did, I I thought about going into airborne. I want to know yeah. a little bit about that uh, before we dive. Like, what did that? I, I love is that. It, is I, it the stereotypical lifestyle? Like where you yeah. jump out of the plane with a parachute yeah. and you just kill people? Like, what's going on? No, <laughs> no. Uh, so I have to admit, I really, I love, I've worked with the 82nd loads, like yeah. loads and loads. In fact, one of, one of my closest friends is, is an officer in the 82nd um, Airborne. In fact, I'll give him a shout out now. So yeah, uh, Eric, Eric Forsgren, you absolute skinny legged legend. Um, <laughs> like what a great guy, like, uh, like unbelievable. And um, I worked a little bit with the Americans in, in Afghanistan, uh, which came with, you know, it was great fun, like great guys. Um, and then, uh, I went on this exercise, right? So we went on this thing called Sea Joax, and it was like the biggest jump that the, Air, that the British Airborne had done since I think like 1996. Okay, and it was amazing. There was like 3,000 blokes in the air. It was one of the what? best. Yeah, it was. It was just I'm, my your parachute opens, and and it's just one of those things you never forget. And I, I was like. It took us, I think it took us like seven hours to get all these 20 odd aircraft, to get all the 20 odd aircraft, you know, in the air, in the line. And by this point, people were being sick and you had dead legs and, and the, uh, and, and the, the red light goes on and I'm still, and we got been loaded in the aircraft the one way around. The heavier the kit is supposed to be closer to the door, but we were at the back, turned to, you know, the blokes and I was like saying, just, just get to the door, get to the door and they're sick everywhere it was amazing and then like, i landed and there was so many like injuries and there was and, and and i was packing my parachute away and then there was a as this as because your parachute inflates on the ground right so you get dragged if you don't pop your parachute and this this parachute is goes past me in the night unconscious being dragged by his parachute and just off he goes into the night like oh, and you're like oh no like where, where did he go like that and then you're like I'll just carry on packing my own. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> someone will find him. He'll be sure he's okay. So that, you just carry on. Like, oh my so God. There, there he goes in the night. Oh, my God. And, 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 and then you, you put your stuff away. And it was just fantastic. You know, we were having like a really great laugh with the, uh, with, with the Americans and, um, and and it was and it was just fantastic. You know, and I went, you know, back out there and did some more work with him and, um, and even you know, had had I just had the best time with the 82nd Airborne, like so accommodating, like such good lads, and because we'd worked together on operations, you know, and how closely we'd worked from you know Iraq and Afghanistan together, you know, there was this really sort of close relationship between the brigade, and um, you know, there was a big boxing fight, you know, we did a big boxing night, and it was a uh, three para, which was the sort of infantry battalion that, that that the battle group was supporting against the 82nd Airborne, you know, so so we have like a real boxing pedigree within um within the airborne forces but particularly within the infantry battalions like they are fantastic at it so um it was just fantastic you know and i, I love working with the 82nd and and so like the the running and the singing that they did um i wound up doing the mic to mic half marathon there so uh uh, a mic is like um we call them toms but it's effectively just a one times private soldier so i have a statue of this vietnam mic outside the airborne forces museum and they've got another statue of a mike so a, a private soldier from afghanistan in the center of fort bragg and they're actually 13.1 miles apart right a half marathon distance and so what we um what they do every year is to sort of as a commemoration of all the soldiers who've been lost on operation since then you um you start at one at, at the 
uh, one in town at the museum and you run for 13 miles. Now we put a little team of guys together to listen. Like we, we know that we're not, this isn't about us, but you know, we want to, you know, join in, you know, we've been there with you. We understand um, we'll put our, our Bergens on. So we'll, we'll rock it. They, you know, call it, we call it tab. You pull your Bergens on your, your kit on your back and we'll sort of run along. Um, and it was one of the single best experiences in the army, like ever. Because How much whole, weight is on your back when you're uh, doing that? 44 pounds. So <laughs> it took us two hours and four minutes and it was one of the best experiences of my life because it was the whole route, right? The whole route was like lines, right. like three people deep, like the whole route. You and ran so, a half marathon in two hours and four minutes with, with 44, 44 pounds, pounds on, on your back. back. Yeah. That's a whole... It was, it was amazing. But do you know what? It was amazing because... Like the screaming, the shouting, the the national anthem was done at the start. Oh my god! And there were people crying, and then sure. as you get down the like the um the sort of main drag towards camp, there's loads of these. You could see them from like the distance as you sort of approach. And there's these massive American flags, like you know, like the the big like twelve foot ones. And at the bottom of them is a photograph of the soldier who has died with a little spiel about them, you know, a little write up about them. And for some of them, there's their family members are there. And they just stand next to the flag or they put some flowers Holy there next to the flag. Shit. So now you're going in down this main drag and there, and it is, I mean, it is literally thousands of flags. Like it is literally thousands of them, like lining down this, this route. And so all of a sudden you've got widows and mums and dads and orphan kids like cheering you on. So like it's, it's, it was just, the single I, I literally had the fucking I know if right that now. doesn't oh. inspire you nothing yeah, yeah. yeah right and then it was unbelievable and then they had brass bands like on the corner you know just just mad just mad brass bands bah, 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 <laughs> but you know and then there were yeah. people laughing and there were people handing you a drink and, and then uh, there was like a guy who dressed up as Christopher Walken who had like a big <laughs> Christopher Walken head and he was running up to you and he was going Ain't nobody got time for walking. Yeah, nothing more. And off we go. And then you start running, like, like laughing, oh, like shit. it was so much fun. It was um, you get to like the finish line, and there was massive medals for everyone, and photographs, and 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 it was you know people were like screaming and shouting and cheering, and there were lots That's of awesome. people hugging and crying. It was just like such a positive experience. And again, you know, it's just one of those right place, right time, right person. Said, so, listen, there's this thing going on, lads. Who's interested? Yeah, actually, yeah. Should we stick some weight on and go tab it? Like yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Like hundred percent. And it was team of like, let's throw forty four yeah. pounds on our back. Let's just go run at two two five. Okay, guys. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but, that's awesome know, for doing that. Little team of like four of us, you know, and and just it was such a wonderful experience. Like so positive, so enjoyable, and and you know it's stuff like that, you know, that we did with the eighty second, you know, all the all the parachute. You know, we got on board one of your C one thirties, and one of the young lads, Mikey, sort of turned around at the front. If you remember, like Wolf of Wall Streets, so we're there. And it's mm-hmm. and, and it's the first time we've done like a unit jump. So because of the way that sort of the forces break down, we all sort of support each other. So the guys who you who's like on, on one gun, you might never jump with them because they're assigned to something else. Or a guy from one team, you never jump with him because they're assigned to like a slightly different part of the airborne forces. So the first time all of the lads, like the whole lads were all on board one C one thirty together. And, the, and this guy, Mikey, turned around from Wolf of Wall Street and did that, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and then it makes everyone's down the plane, ah, like, like, dancing about this plane. And then out the door, we all went and just what an amazing experience. Yeah, it was just, it was fantastic, you know, and, and uh, I really, really uh, um, enjoyed it. And um, 
yeah, I love working with ASEC and I've always loved working like with, with sort of the Americans, that sort of infectious optimism that often becomes, and I know that actually, you know, some people would, would suggest there's negative connotations, but actually from a psychological perspective, what the, uh, the Americans do fantastically well is, is measure unit morale and, and actually what are they doing and how are they doing it? And, you know, people would say, oh, we could be doing it better. Yeah, you could always be doing it better. I sat on this, chaired this thing where um, we had to uh, talk about, you call it the defect, we call it the scoff house where you go for your food and what could be improved, da, 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 da. And kind of the point that I took from it was that, was that, is that, is that men could be hand-fed grapes by topless models in, in, in the in the scoff house, but they would still complain that the chairs are uncomfortable. You know, <laughs> were, but like the military is one of the best experiences and, and doing that 14 years, you know, and I still do the reservist stuff, you know, and I mean, the, the reserve unit that I'm with, um, uh, four, four power there, you know, they're off to America to do an exercise again, you know, and I was invited on that, but I can't because obviously my job and uh, mm. clients and stuff. But the, but you know, the reality is, is, you know, it's, it, I imagine I will be working again with the Americans at some point in the future. And it's been like, it's been like a real, real pleasure, um, to do so. And, and as the APGI's form, we had the head of the commander of the 82nd airborne visit the UK and they took him to the parachute training school and they went, Elliot, show this guy around so i wound up showing the commander of the 82nd airborne round who is and he was just like the nicest guy and 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 was teasing me no end and was giving me a hi uh, yeah you ain't you ain't fucking above with that superman chin are you boy thanks thanks so yeah anyway this is what a parachute flight swing looks like and um so he was yeah great you know like a really positive experience i, I love working with the american military i really have it's been so much banter so much fun uh, I think cool. I think this is the best segue I've ever had in my life because speaking of Americans, I think the perfect time now is to wrap this <laughs> yes. up with Florida man. Uh, this is a <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, representation of a Florida man. So you, you're going to get a taste of, of an American commander, uh, and now you're going to get a taste of a Florida man. So let me play this <laughs> intro, and then I'll, I'll tell you the rules, and we'll, I'll read the line out. We get fancy. Gators and weird shit. I yeah. love it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Florida. Um, uh. All right. So uh, the, 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 the premise of this game is pretty simple, man. This is an actual headline from a newspaper or uh, a news outlet. And it's about a Florida man doing something. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read that headline with a blank. And then I'm going to have you guys try to fill it in. I'll, I'll pick on you guys and who, who to guess. So you're just trying to figure out what happened. Okay. All right. So this one's uh, out of Lakeland, Florida. Florida man cited for blank in the street. So cited like uh, I mean like yeah. a, like give basically arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Florida man arrested for blank in the street. What was this man doing in the street? Kevin. This is this could be literally fucking anything. Like <laughs> yeah. come on, bro. Like this is what this is our clue. Uh, I got pictures to show you guys after. Oh, you okay. just, that, you that just limited to tell a story right that now. That limited what I was going to say. If okay. you're going to if you're willing to show pictures, I that eliminates know. half of the options yeah. I was going to say. It, so. It's it's definitely not rated R. That's what I'll say. Okay. Uh, All right. I was yeah. I was going to go rated X. So No, no not rated R. <laughs> so he's not doing cock push-ups in the middle of the street. <laughs> no. yeah. he, could, he could be doing that. You he can could. do cock push-ups uh clothed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's sure. not R-rated. Kevin, is that your guess? Yeah, that's my guess. Yeah, cock push-ups. Is. He's doing cock push-ups. He's doing, doing clothes, not well, cock push-ups. Well, not po- not push-ups plural. You only do one cock push-up, singular. 
Unless you, unless you're yeah. beast. You can, no, you, you only can't do, do one. more than one. No, no, yeah, you only no, do one. one. Surely, surely, <laughs> it's like a plank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so All right. cock push up by Kevin Chase. Go. What do you got, bro? Before, before I guess my answer, I got to go back to your like Florida man intro with the meth gators and weird shit that should be like the sign like you are now entering florida (laughs) meth gators Gators and weird weird shit like valid chase valid i mean can we can we call up the governor and get that changed yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay i'll I'll put in a call on the sign i'll put in a call i mean are you picking any of those three i guess weird shit is all of us you said rated not rated r and i feel like smoking meth in the middle of the streets probably rated r i'm gonna say he's riding a gator so i am gonna pick one of the three i like it uh yeah see i would gone for that yeah you can pick the same one it's all right man no 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 no. come on you know like when 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 you watch the one where they have to guess the price or something and some goes i think 400 and then the price is right yeah yeah the price is right yeah 401 it's a smart way to go but it is it is a bitchy way to go out it is yeah it is it is absolutely so florida man cited for in, in, in this street and so it's not rated R so it's not a cockpit shop yeah. and he's not he's not he's not taking drugs yeah um, we've had because I was going to ride in a gator because that's for me that's like the mad shit that goes on in, in Florida isn't it like yeah, it from, is. from a yes. British perspective like Florida is like the epitome of ever stereotypical American like, there's a guy doing something fucking mental Yes. Like there's no no genuine explanation for that. Um, we're, okay. we're crazy over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, um, I, I I don't know. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go with dancing in the street. I mean, we, we've been arrested for dancing, dancing in the street. In the street. Okay, happens, dancing. Man. A little dancing. Uh, like it. Uh, let me read the story uh, in the headline. Uh, this Florida man uh, was cited for eating pancakes in the middle of the street. <laughs> uh, police first pulled up a, a chair. Call. Yeah, he received a call mm-hmm. on Tuesday morning about a man sitting in the crosswalk of a busy inter- intersection. The caller said the man had a small TV tray uh, <laughs> in him and was eating what appeared to be pancakes. Police say he admitted he was just trying to pull a prank. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, yeah. Jokes on him, really. But okay. Right? Yeah. It looked the like he had a fork in his hand, no, but he, he was still eating with his hand. But he looked the table, the the plate, the, the syrup. He hey. put everything. That's a big bro. thing of syrup. And those yeah. pancakes look damn good too. Let me just say that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, why? Like, there's never, there's not a justification. Like you yeah. say, it's a prank, but like, that's not. You know, that's not. Who is he pranking? Prank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ha ha ha! I've been arrested. Okay, I go with me. Yeah, you such yeah. a sharp sense of humor. I, I think that that this is potentially why the American version of The Office has become so wildly popular there, because we always thought that you wouldn't get our humor. Like, yeah. but that kind of subtlety, particularly from, from the the Jim character, yeah, and his relationship with Dwight and, and Mark is it's so British because obviously it's written by Ricky Gervais, mm-hmm. right? But it is so massive over there because I think you're looking at that and going like that is so witty, like it is so <laughs> on point. Like yeah. <laughs> we often put the American office on in our office just yeah. to have it on in the background because we love it over here so much as well because nice. it is that that nuanced British humour that is done so well. So it's it's 
it's it's kind of wonderful now that we actually having this shared human, I guess, social media and and yeah. the, the ability to communicate better is part of that, and actually that we've got this shared sort of nuanced human. So now when you see this mad shit in Florida, it's kind of <laughs> nice to like you lot kind of almost say it like a British like, <laughs> ugh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, to Florida, like, oh, oh dear. Yeah, 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 what yeah, did you yeah. do? That's how embarrassing for all of us. No. It is. Yep. No. To be fair, one of us on the podcast does not share the humor of The Office, and that's Kevin. So. Uh, well, you know, it's not my favorite show. It's uh, a great show, it's and great he's show. he's stupid. So I've, I've been told that it gets better after a certain season. It's a great show. I've watched from... two seasons. You know, it's you know, watch two seasons. Whatever. That's <laughs> what it is. You know. Um, hey, hey, mate. Do you know? And and do you know what? Like, I I don't know who the big who the big Adam Sandler fan is. That's oh, Jason. Oh my! Like, I oh, love Adam know, Sandler. Oh, by the way, by, there, mate. by the way, James, you and I are the one that talk all the time on on the podcast. Like, oh, that, yeah. that's me. That's yeah, me. I that's never you, oh, on that. Like and, that. That Adam Sandler stuff you put up is is Adam Sandler's <laughs> great, bro. Oh Adam man, unbelievable! But again, it, for me, that's that kind of American humor. But he yeah, does it. it he does it so well, right? He does it yeah. like. And when when you talk about like the bad Florida shit, like that's what he kind of emulates, isn't it? He does, you know, a for lot sure. of stuff. Yeah, but like for sure. it's Florida based. But yeah, unbelievable. Like some of the stuff he's done has been top uh, quality. So I, before I let you leave, man, and give us all your uh, credentials and stuff, where to find you, I got to ask because Leah said before when we when she was on, we were going through the 80s, uh, best 80s action movie bracket, and she said that you would have been a big fan of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm curious, who, who, what is your favorite uh, 80s action movie? I think for me, it's probably one of the ultimate action movies of all time. It's got to be really Predator. Oh, you know? shit. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you know, like when... Uh, like so so i mean let's just she's not she's not on now let's call a spade a spade when you put that that list up she was saying to me i'm sitting out for these and i was sitting there <laughs> opportunity going right we're watching the siege we're watching the siege i want you walking about saying i'm just the cook i want i want all this, like, I love this stuff, right because i was you know that was the stuff that i, I raised myself on you know I, I taught all about john rambo and i taught all about you know all of this kind of fantastic stuff but predator for me okay when you consider it as a movie you know it's simplistic plot like great characters like perfectly cast like fantastic um special effects like a, a, a believable reaction you know characters that behaved that were con- behavior that was consistent with what you knew of them and, you know right. it's fantastic like a great script and and just you know uh, so many fantastic moments in that movie for me it's probably the ultimate action movie you know and i know that there are a lot of movies that, that since then have tried to sort of emulate that or you know lots of spin-offs and copies and sequels and prequels and whatever but you will never be like the original predator for the atmosphere the action the, the the script the casting everything about it was absolutely um um fantastic you know and and, and i loved it and, and just thank god they didn't cast John Claude Van Damme, which is what they were going to do originally, and then and then he turned out he was too weird. So they said thanks very much, and they got rid of him, and 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 Arnie got 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 the uh, got the role as Dutch. Thank God. So uh, real quick, Go on. as a, as an also like a military man, uh, how do you feel that when we did our bracket, that Predator lost to the greatest movie of all time, Top Gun? Oh, do you know what though? Like I just. Top Gun just doesn't really butter my Wait a second. Up, you know? Wait a second now. Be careful yeah. now, James. Yeah. Now, listen, it's less of a, 
it's less of a military movie. <laughs> wait, think, James, it's, wait, it's, it's more of a romantic comedy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hold on. Yeah, yeah, Did you not more... see the airplanes? You must have missed the airplanes. You missed that the one scene in the beginning. You missed the one scene in the beginning with the airplanes. Yeah, you missed uh, yeah, that, yeah, you? yeah. You see um, the dog fights? You must have missed that, right? I, did you see I, the volleyball where they were shirtless in slow what, motion? What was actually <laughs> happening in that? I wasn't sure. Like, and what, why did they spend so much time in a locker room with the towels and aviate? Like, what is... What is you're, going on? What, you're like, not focusing on the right thing here. Uh, <laughs> what you should be focusing on is that it was the greatest movie of all time. Uh, so what actually won? What actually won your greatest 80s action movie? It was uh, The Running Man. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh my, Yeah, I've seen The Running Man. It's a great movie. Again, an Arnie movie, cast yeah. and, and, and like fa- fantastic. And, and, and again, like really silly, but, but fantastically well done characters. Great like, plot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, and, and actually a little bit ahead of its time when you think oh, about yeah, like the dystopian future that, that it predicted and how they, people were just mindlessly entertained by the television that they put on and then that sort of level of, of punishment. Look at like crime documentaries now, you know, making yep. a murderer. Is it an element of running man to that? Because actually you're looking at that and, and it feels like we have a say in whether this guy is guilty or not. So uh, all of a sudden everyone's now an expert. If you watch like the documentary Don't Fuck With Cats, like, is that an element of Running Man there? Because these people are now suddenly got involved in this, this, this crime, and they're trying to get this guy's guilt and then and, and try and punish him for it. And in the Running Man, obviously, it's about entertaining the masses with this crime. He didn't actually commit, of course. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't open fire on the crowd. And obviously, at the end, they play that kind of footage of him refusing and and getting arrested. But obviously, it's kind of like it was a little bit ahead of its time in 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 what it was predicting and it was definitely ahead of its time yeah yeah like what a fantastic movie yeah definitely definitely agree with that i've been really enjoying the um the video games one as well the uh yeah i hear it man what's your favorite game exactly like listen that's like the thing the thing is is it's just because of what a fantastic character reveal it is for who you pick it's got to be golden eye hasn't it like come on like Okay. Like it's a character reveal. Like we do all this stuff in psychology to try and analyze a person's personality. We've got the big five. We've got the 16 personality factors. You've got scat testing. You've got the shopping cart theory. But like the reality is, is what you need to do is you need to sit someone down in front of Mario Kart and Goldeneye and see who they pick. <laughs> he's picking Bowser and he's picking Oddjob. He's a piece of shit. I was Throw about to say. <laughs> you read my mind because I was going to ask you, what does it say about a person when they pick Oddjob? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like. Just, I, I picked Bowser on uh, on Mario Kart and Jaws, and like I just realised they're two of the big like lump characters. So I'm like, oh, I, I'm, I'm playing myself. I'm being, I'm playing myself. I'm, I'm an idiot. Like you know, and so um, yeah, that's that. But it's um, yeah, absolutely. I think it's golden. Golden eyes down to the it's down okay. to the wire now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It no, is. I, it is finals. Yeah. 007, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, golden eye against Super Mario Brothers three. Uh, you see, I didn't think Super Mario Bros. 3 was going to be the one that made it. We didn't mm. want it to. Uh, uh, Wait, one of uh, us did. Uh, one of the us people, have, James, the people have spoken. Okay? <laughs> that's all you, I'll that's let all you mean. guess who picked Super Mario Bros. 3. The people have spoken. I wasn't alone. Uh, you know, I have a... Uh, I have a whole crew behind me. You could say an <laughs> army, if you will. Uh, he paid a bunch of people to vote for Super Mario <laughs> yeah. Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought the Donkey uh, Donkey Kong would have made it further. I thought Donkey Kong Three I agree. was Donkey unbelievable. Donkey was one of my game. favorites. Yeah, yeah these guys. Yeah. Uh, these guys had Tony Hawk uh, taking out. Donkey I like Tony Kong. Hawk. Tony Hawk's a great game, man. I'm not going to apologize yeah, I mean, for that. The uh, soundtrack though was what made the it's game amazing. Like it's the amazing first soundtrack, soundtrack. To, a, to, a, to a video game. You know, you think about really like how, yeah, that pop punk that like revolutionized in that in the 90s you know in that time and then 
pro skater comes out and it's just literally a catalog of all of those great songs so when you're listening to it you're actually i think you're kind of taken away from the fact that there is definitely no it's a shit game, game whatsoever yeah. no it's yeah, a great exactly. game it's yeah. a great game <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game it's a great multiplayer game again yeah. that's where donkey kong 3 falls down of course it's not a multiplayer sure. it's true but yeah perfect lads yeah i, I enjoy watching it my money's on 007 all right i like it um, i like it James, man, I gotta, I gotta. This is the time that I have to have you uh, plug everything, because I know thousands of people are gonna want to listen to everything yes, you have to absolutely. say. Absolutely, um, you got lots of wisdom. Everybody needs to hear. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, man. Where can everyone find you, bro? Uh, the best place is on my Instagram, which is James Elliott Official. So if you go in there, you'll see James Elliott Official. I'm resilient. I'm, I'm the only one. Um, and yeah, so just look me up on Instagram, James Elliott Official. And, uh, and you'll see me and all my stuff. And, and I, I do my best to try and reply. I get a lot of, obviously, varying degrees of, of, of demand in my inbox from what people want and stuff. But I'm always, you know, trying to just get through it, even if you just want to say hello, if you just want to discuss something or challenge me over something. You know, I, I'm like, I don't have an ego with my education because I'm not that smart to have an ego with it. So please, like, if you've got something you want me to read or learn or challenge me over, please do put it in there and I'll get my best to get to it. James, That's awesome, man. man. Thank I, you so much, bro. Yes. Thanks for having me, guys. Waiting. We've been talking about uh, setting this up, man. Um, yeah. You, you blew, you blew it up, man. It was fucking blew the doors awesome. off. I, it was much better than I expected, dude. Uh, you're a brilliant dude, man. Um, and I appreciate you making the time, dude. Literally the time. Two o'clock. <laughs> Literally the time. Yes. Thank you for Jesus. making. Get Thank some you. sleep, yeah. James. I would say get some sleep, but I can tell this guy doesn't sleep. He doesn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be, I'll be, I, I had a, I had an hour or so before I came on, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump back in now and and, and sleep through. But yeah, All thanks right, so much for having right. me. Thanks, yes, James. Thanks, thanks for coming James. on, man. We'll thanks so much, brother. Hi. Thanks, lad. Take care. Bye bye. That was crazy, dude. That was awesome. Yes. That's the kind of guest where you just sit back and just listen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 100%, dude. Bro, that was crazy. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bracket, guys. Uh, Just a little bit. just, Just a little bit. Just a tip. Dun, 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 dun. Guys, it's almost Father's Day. It's just around the corner. Or we're rerunning this ad and you fucked up and you didn't get him a gift and here's your chance to get him a gift. Go to manscaped.com, use our code cup to cup save 20% off, and get free shipping. It's a win-win. You're helping us and you're helping your dad or your loved one or your husband or your brother or whoever the hell is very hairy. This is your chance to get him a badass gift. All right, some cool things about this gift that we've already talked about, but you need to know again, it's waterproof. It's got a 4,000 LEDK spotlight. I don't know why you need that much light, but it's there and it's great. And if you're showering in the dark and you wanna just shave your balls and and be in the dark at the same time, you can do it. It's pretty cool. Uh, There's also really badass other gifts like the ball toner, the ball spray. Uh, This also, this lawnmower 4.0 also has four sizes. So maybe sometimes you wanna do like a a longer bush. Maybe maybe the ladies like a little bush. Maybe the ladies like uh, less bush. don't know what they like you have four sizes to uh to offer them so that's awesome right cool awesome and guys like i said earlier don't forget about the cologne the crop mop ball wipes crop reviver ball toner and crop preserver it's like a ball deodorant i never thought i'd say ball so many times in a, in an ad so ladies and gentlemen go to manscaped.com use our code cup to cup save 20 percent off get free shipping and clean up your downstairs mix-up 
I'm serious, guys. If you're going to the ladies with a hairy ball sack, that's weird. That's just weird. And when you say we're going to the bracket, you mean like we're just going to talk about it? Yes. Chris had, I wasn't going to do shit, and then Chris had me a soundbite. Chris got a special special It's not his show. It's not his show. Right. (laughs) All right, uh, the bracket. It's bracket time, baby! Fuck this bracket. Get excited. What the hell was that? That's the sound that plays as I come, like every time I come, like. <laughs> Actually, that would be fucking awesome if that, that sound. Would be, could you imagine just every time that happened, you hear that noise, bro? That would be sick, and then you can never fake it. Cool. Like, just try to keep going. <laughs> no, babe, I didn't come. I'm good. Let's yeah, keep I like going. How, Let's I like how that's Jason's first thought. How often wow. are you faking it, dude? I do, I do that, and then Eric is like, "Fuck, goddamn it!" Yeah. <laughs> No, I never guess I guess I missed my opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't plan to do too much of the bracket here, guys. Uh, Chris has some cool fun facts and a recap. Um, and then I'm going to pull all of the sound bites or messages you guys send us throughout the next week or two um, about why you were upset. We got a few. Antonio already said what the fuck happened to the bracket or something. Well, you know what? Know. Look, look, let me just say this to, while we're here you know, yeah. in this thing. If, if you didn't like it. And look, did you vote? Yeah. Okay, if you voted, then fuck off. You, you did well, what you had to do. All right? Did you vote? And if you were so passionate about it, did you rally votes? Because That's... if I'm passionate, if I'm passionate about something, especially when like one vote, like this isn't this isn't like a presidential election where like well, no, way every vote that. matters. No, it's way better. Every vote matters. You know, at the end of the day, most elections are decided by millions of votes. Yeah. One vote in our bracket could literally decide yeah. the winner. Especially, Especially on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Instagram, we good. We good. Like the last oh, couple of times, we've Chris, had I like at least, sorry. <laughs> at least three to five hundred uh, votes on the on the matchups. And Facebook's it's down there, but that's because Facebook sucks and they won't let us post on our page, and we have to post mm-hmm. fucking votes or whatever. CTC. It. We have to figure out something. But yes, Chase is absolutely right, man. Rallying fucking your troops to to your mm-hmm. um your poll stations to your game. That's 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 how you're gonna <laughs> win, man. And it was all on. I mean, it, Kevin's defense. We do give Kevin shit for not voting Zelda. He could have pushed Zelda uh, and had a tiebreaker, and then it would have went to Rob theoretically. But not to put blame on Kevin, it did all come down to social, and social did vote. Well, and plus, for I knew going Super. into this also, like this was a part of my strategy, that no matter what Chase did, Rob was going to do. So I had to go the other way. You know? That's just blatantly false. For well, the I mean, like, is it though? Is it? Yes. When's the last time you guys disagreed on anything? All the time. Sometimes you guys like to finish each other's. Sandwiches. Sandwiches. Mm. Damn it. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of the 90s bracket, it wouldn't be a 90s bracket without Chris giving us a little fun fact. I have no idea what this is or what it's about, but it's gonna he be said a, there's fun hey facts, guys, what's so up? I this love This is Chris. Hey. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Ooh.
Thank you to the Trap Remix guys for that uh, take on the Super Mario theme. So, hey guys, it's Chris. We're here. It's episode 126. Now, there's not a matchup as we're taking a minute to look back on the bracket and take a week off as we prepare for next week's championship episode. Um, the Natter Days episode is being called for our Man, best 90s video game bracket. We'll have number shit. five, Gold really against number three, Super Mario Brothers 3. So I just want to drop in at some random quick facts I found doing all my research. Give you those. Give you one more Venmo challenge before next week, and then let's get to it. So obviously all of our games came from the 90s, but there were actually three particular years of the 90s that gave us at least five games being released. That was 1993. 1997 and 1998 all gave us five games from the bracket. So 15 of the 32 games came from those years. Wow. And 1995 was the only year that gave us only one release, and that was Twisted Metal, the the 22 seed, which Mm. I'll get to Twisted Metal in a little bit. As far as 12 months of the year, November gave us the most releases with six of our games, six of the 32 games from the bracket being released in November. July, ironically, was the only month to not give us any games from the bracket. I'm not sure now that i've said that why it's ironic but hey i'm just rolling with it <laughs> and the oldest game in this bracket is super mario brothers 3 which was released february 12th 1990 and the youngest or most Whoa. recent game is tony hawk august 31st 1999 so those are my random quick facts i came across here i like and just that. taking a quick That's look good. at the bracket as we're getting ready for the matchup next week i'm sure plenty of people are triggered that you know zelda ocarina of time did not make it <laughs> looking at my bracket the final four if i could go back and do anything different the final four would probably still be the same if you go into a golden eyes region i was still predicting them to go to the final four but it would have been interesting say had i picked like nba jam over turtles in time would nba jam have been able to knock off super mario 64 and maybe taking a shot at golden eye again golden eye was going to the finals no matter what in my opinion same and look at the super mario brothers 3 region a game like twisted metal which i know they all think i overhyped i really like it it's a cool game i figure what if i pick twisted metal over smash twisted metal goes against super mario brothers 3 could be a close matchup you never know that'd be no. mind-blowing to see a 22 seed in the final four but looking at the final four i think everything kind of went about as many of us would project minus the zelda zelda super mario brothers 3 matchup but that's Hey, it's done with. GoldenEye Super Mario Brothers 3 is your championship next week, and it's going to be a hell of a show as we crown the winner of our best 90s video game bracket. And my Venmo challenge here for this week, pull up the last week. Chase, I know how you don't like to guess when an option when somebody else picks it. Well, bro, you should have done this one because Jason and Kevin were correct. Zelda Ocarina of Time is the highest rated game on IMDb at 9.6. So the money totals are now up to Kevin, four bucks, Jason, three bucks. I mean, I'm rich. Now your second to last Venmo challenge is which system or console gave us the least amount of games for our bracket? So which system or console gave us the least amount of games for our bracket? Was it A, the SNES? Yeah, Jose, I'm calling it the SNES. Deal with it. (laughs) B, N64 or C, PlayStation 1? Which console gave us the least amount of games for this bracket? Easy, right? That's it. Short and sweet. Actually getting ready to record this. The uh, lightning or... Going to have the puck drop here shortly, so one, it's time what? to get ready, baby. In 64. I know, hockey. Kevin doesn't care. Jason <laughs> kind of cares. Yeah. Hey, Jason does time. not care. Playoffs. He I'll see y'all next care. week for the uh, Natter Days episode, and I just have one little sign-off. I normally do my normal sign-off, but I got a special one based on last week's episode, Ooh. and one of the favorite sayings of Kevin, she! <laughs> oh, God. Oh. No. No, Chris. It's got to be PlayStation 1. It's got to be PlayStation yeah, 1. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say as well. Yeah. We all go. Are we all voting? Yeah. 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 I like it. Smart. I'm going to take my five, ball, five balls. 
Five balls. <laughs> Kevin's got balls on the mind. Balls. <laughs> Give me those balls. The Give only thing balls. I want to ask about this bracket. Um, <laughs> is that it? We got a new. We got a new fucking clip here. Go hit, hit it with us again, Chase. <laughs> nope, not doing it. Move on. Like, Give me those balls. <laughs> you didn't hear him just say, "Woo, we got that one, bro." I'm putting a. Hey, I don't know. I don't know who makes our social media clips, but I'm excited for whoever that is. Kevin makes the. Clips. To be fair, you said it first, Kevin. I said balls, balls. That's what I no, said. No, you said you said. Give me the balls. What did I say, Chase? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, yeah, what did you say? Say it one more time. I didn't hear it. Nah, <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> what did I say? I mean, that's what I meant to say. Nope. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, the I don't know. If you guys live under a rock and you don't know who the, the, the finals is or who are actually in the finals, it's GoldenEye 007 versus Super Mario 3. Um, my only question I have, and we can move forward... Um, to this is where he fucked up with some voice nuggets is what's the one game that did not make the bracket that should have made this bracket mine's Ow. Mega Man I don't need to know who it replaces I just would say this should have been on the bracket I, I, I don't know I, I would definitely yeah, prob- is, I'd probably tough, go Mega man. man too because I mean it has to at least be represented you know yeah so I mean, a lot of people were saying like that dumb dolphin. Or that they, the dolphin game made it, right? The dolphin game. No, the dolphin game didn't make it. What I don't remember. I know what you're talking about. I think about? uh Wave Runner. No, no, the one that was on Sega. Sega Dolphin game. What's it called? Uh, it's like Fred the Dolphin or something with like lasers. Was, on was his head. NFL Echo Street Nineties? That's what it's called. Echo the Dolphin. Say that again. Was NFL Street Nineties? No, no shot. Right. Cause that's that's an and awesome game. Here, here are the games that are on the list, right? Or that were on the list for them to vote that did not make I'm the top sorry. thirty-two: Mega Man, Resident Evil, uh, other fa- Final Fantasy, StarCraft, Silent Hill, and Star Wars Rogue Racer. Um, those yeah, are on the Rogue, list. That didn't Rogue make Racer's it. fun. Uh, oh, good. I mean, Rogue Racer was fun. Pokemon Snap. I know yeah. Kevin fucking hates it, but well, I liked that game. Job, bro. Yeah, uh, Wave Runner sixty four. That was a fun game. Yeah, bro. So what would have replaced? No, no I don't want to play that game. Oh, okay. So, so the reason I liked Wave Runner sixty four a lot is if if I'm not mistaken, it came with the sixty four. So it was like the first game that I got to play. So like I have very attached memories. You rich to that ass game. got the bundle pack. Yeah, good for right. you, bro. You live that good life. I've never been given the bundle pack. Actually, I've never been given a console. Well, that's because you're stupid. Well, you the, take advantage of great deals. What's the one upset? What's the upset <laughs> that uh, you know that you guys that upset you guys the most? Show, show the bracket again, Jay. Uh, it will be. You got too good a memory, Kev. If you just go straight off memory yeah. and like pick no, it up, I so. have a tab up here. Um, my biggest upset is last week. Honestly, Zelda should have been here. I agree with the people. I think you guys. Uh, no, you don't, because the people. Voted Super no, Mario Brothers three. Some so of the people voted. Not Wait. all of the people. Majority of the people voted Zelda Ocarina of Time. This is kind of getting into the political side of it because the electoral. We don't system. do politicals on Cup to <laughs> and Cup. I know that, but in this sense, if we took and tallied up all the social media votes, Instagram had a billion times more than Facebook and Twitter combined, okay. and that was a very close matchup. Okay. And all I'm saying is, is yes, yes. Based off of our, our our rules, they won, and you agree. I'll, I'll drop that. But 
That being said, it's still the biggest upset, bro. Zelda, I think Zelda not making the finals is the biggest upset. Yeah, I'm looking at the bracket. I don't see that many matchups, like, unlike other brackets. I'm not talking yeah. about, like, matchups for, like, that are, oh, my God, that's a crazy upset. I'm talking about no, which one hurt you? Which one hurt your heart I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at the matchups, and, like, I agree with most of them. Like, almost all of them. Unlike, like, 80s bracket, there was somewhere I was like, you are fucking stupid and i hope you die yeah. and you're the worst yeah. and i'm looking at this bracket and i'm like you know what we got most of this right so you know what i i think i got to agree with jay and say uh by default not because it's an egregious upset or like everyone's stupid but i do think that zelda should have gone on instead of super mario brothers 3 yeah. even though i don't think it's a major upset Donkey Kong Country is a better game than Tony Hawk no, Pro Skater. Just no. Just the saying. dumbest thing you could ever say. No, I know who I'm going up against. Chasen is obviously oh who I'm going against God, today. Bro. Uh and every week for that matter. But oh, with that being shocker, said, Kevin's I mean, playing a victim again. You go you go to the four, the big four, and it fucking wins every time. It does not. It does not at win all. every time. Every time. You're dumb, dude. I mean, at least you and James agree. I, I can't call. I can't, I'm never gonna call James. Yeah, call I, like, James. Go, go up to that man's dumb. face. Call him dumb. <laughs> that, oh yeah, that's all. Man. Oh, that's, wow. that's too much, okay. That's. Uh, I will not go to James uh, until well, that's something we didn't really discuss. We talked about it before. Mm -hmm. uh, that man is big. That's a big mm -hmm. fucking guy. I mean, he was a rugby player. Like, yeah. So mm -hmm. think about which it. we didn't even get into the fact that he uh, played look. a 24 hour rugby game. How do we not ask we get a more part about two on that? that? There was a lot of things that he said. He talked faster than I've ever seen in my it's life. It's incredible. And and when he threw that in there, he's like, and then we and then we played a 48 hour basically rugby game and won a Gunners World. They did it twice. Like, he did it twice. Yeah, yeah. Two two separate yeah. 24 hours, seven Plus, on seven, what kind ten on ten. Shit, fucking overtime rules does rugby have where you fucking <laughs> like, you can't end the game? You know, no, I have after, to assume that they are purposely letting it go long yeah. like like it's like we're not keeping score we're gonna play until we literally can't play yeah. anymore everyone just starts falling asleep no, it's got to be rules it's not that it's got to be the rules this is, I don't this think is a follow-up so. conversation so. we're gonna have a follow-up there's there's absolutely no way we don't not bring him on again mm, um, mm, mm. but yeah so Next week, guys, uh, we will have the Natterday episode. That's what Chris keeps alluding to. What I mean, that really Chris is, is <laughs> I've never, really never heard anybody more hyped to drink some Natterdays in my whole it, life. It started because Natterday, <laughs> or Natterday, Natural Ice posted these uh, popsicles, and we're like, dude, that's fucking cool. We should try that on the podcast live. And then it was like, oh my God, they have something else, like seltzers, and then the, the Natterdays, and then they have these other things. So we're like, fuck it. Let's get all of what they have available, and let's just have the championship round and drink all of those. Why not? And so Chris got on board, and he picked up, I have... Shocker, Chris are we, got on board. Up, there we go. <laughs> I need to get. Wait, some. I thought we were doing the Natter Days. Everything to do with natural ice. If it's, it doesn't matter. It's, we just call. We're calling a Natter Day episode. Can you stop calling it natural ice and just call it Natty? Natty ice, whatever. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> I, we'll talk ice. about this later. No. You get so confused, bro. It no, scares no, no. me. When you tell me to go buy Natter Days. And oh, I've been looking days. for these things, and then, you know, you're They're like, everywhere. oh, well, I bought these seltzers, so, you know, here's that. And I'm going to buy Natter Days, and if I can buy the Popsicles, I'll buy those, too. And then I'll oh, have okay. an array well, of mean, things to try. Right. Okay. I didn't you know we're it? doing, like, Are a variety okay? pack. I Nobody know, Kevin. You, you have really bad hearing. It's okay. You're getting old. <laughs> what? It's fine. It's, I know. I know. I know. I know what you're doing. It's not working in your behalf. <laughs> Guys, championship round, Natterday episode. Kevin doesn't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be great. I'm excited for whatever that is. We're going to have that, all the boys that I can't on. Hear. 
This will be a good time. And he can't hear. Um, I'm just kidding. On that note, it's my one and only time saying it. It's my one and only time. You can say it. it. It's great. Let's get into the voice nuggets. We have a few. It's one eye, assholes. And a lot of these are bashing me. uh, And we get a we get a dad tip uh, later too. Our boy Mike Long. He just had a baby boy. Congratulations. Congrats, uh, Mike. Congrats. Seconds, kid. Um, Seconds. Seconds, kids. Seconds. He's going back. He's Second going back for seconds. Going back for seconds. For <laughs> he did go back for seconds. You fucked up, bro. You so you're welcome. Up. And you had a baby. No, I'm just kidding. Congrats, brother. So here's James with one eye about my cookie choices. Gentlemen, hi, hello. Um, hey, I just, I'm sorry, but we need to have a conversation <laughs> about Jason's <laughs> cookie <laughs> choices. Gross, bro. <laughs> I, I, uh, the only cookie worse than an oatmeal raisin cookie is a fucking cowboy cookie. I because they have fruit in them. Why the fuck would I have fruit in my dessert? Cookies aren't supposed to have fruit in them. Tell them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chocolate chip, motherfuckers. Boom! <laughs> I knew I was waiting. I was going to trigger somebody because I didn't realize how hated oatmeal cookies are until I worked for my last job. And they were <laughs> they just sat there, bro. They sat in a corner and nobody ate them. I was like, what are those? They're oatmeal cookies. You don't want them? I was like, do none of y'all want these? And I took the whole, I t- they would always take those and put them on my desk because no one ate them. And I realized that I'm the weird one. So... I feel like I me mean, and Jamie got a lot in common. I gotta say, there's not <laughs> there's not that much wrong with uh, fruit and dessert. If it's like I like a good like strawberry you know, cobbler a la mode, you know, Bro, add some toss some ice cream, fuck, dude. That's the second thing. Did you say a spritz last time, like a couple hours ago. You're like, I got a spritz. I definitely did not lime. say a spritz. You would no. though. You would. I, <laughs> I literally did not. And let's have talk about never. hypotheticals here. Okay, you would do that. <laughs> have you ever said the word spritz? I don't. I honestly don't. Have you think ever so. said moist uh, in your whole life? Like, yeah, yeah everyone. Have said you ever moist, had a pina colada moist. with a banana in it? I don't like coconut. Have you ever put a p- banana in your asshole? Like, let's talk about only that. twice. Okay. Hey, I mean, now it's a party. I want to know about that second time because the first time <laughs> I, it was an experiment. The second time you're like, he enjoyed I it. it that first time. <laughs> it's gonna be a good night. <laughs> uh, Josh left two voice nuggets, uh, one for Kevin and one for me. Uh, we yeah, sorry, I don't know if that was like a personal message that I wasn't supposed to share, but <laughs> oh no, uh, Josh you know. wants everyone to share. He knows this. He sends me personal messages. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna post. It. He goes, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want, bro. <laughs> you know, Josh doesn't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> Yeah, Josh is the, we call him the the artist, Josh the artist, uh, Josh, Josh Ferris, JoshFerrisArt.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect, perfect email, by the way. Um, uh, he had some choice words with my what if uh, about the moon landing. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I told him, I was like, I, I triggered you, and I didn't mean it as a, as a troll job, <laughs> but like it's a what if in my lifetime, and uh, he didn't I like can't it. wait to hear this. <laughs> You're not going to the fucking moon, Jason. Get off your goddamn high horse. Like, you think that you're living in this world of Jason world. You're a a father. So that means you're at least third. And I see you've got dogs. So you're fourth or fifth in your household. And you think that you're going to the moon? 
Yeah, your wife's not going to allow it. Kids not going to allow it. Fucking dogs aren't going to allow it. So facts that's dogs. who's not going to the moon when they knock on your door. Jason. Did you guess? You guessed Jason. Yeah, yeah. Jason's not going to the moon. What is this going to the moon? You're full of shit. Are you kidding me? And you're still going. You want a point proven? Point proven. Didn't Elon Musk's thing rocket the you know the thing that we're talking about yeah <laughs> didn't that thing just explode upon landing you guys are thinking about just going to the moon and i mean yeah sure you guys are forgetting about the the challenger all these other ones that exploded <laughs> but what about the entry i don't think jason forgot in. about the challenger you guys never thought about that okay <laughs> you're not going to the moon Jason, fuck that guy. You're going to the moon. We're going to the moon together. Me and you, brother. Josh, the I best, love you. The best part of that was him saying Jason forgot <laughs> the about the challenger. He literally has an Emmy Award winning documentary on YouTube right now, everybody. Go check it out uh, about the challenger. The, the what if, it's it's what if, because he also said, because we kind of talked over and there's a part, he's just like, you got to be trained for and blah, blah, blah. And like, why would they pick you kind of thing? And it's like, that's the point. It's like a what if, like what if some, what mm. if the government was like, hey, dude, you're going to join the other astronauts with you. And, it, and I agree with you <laughs> in the fact that I don't think Emily and my kid would let me go i will try my hardest and, and make that happen I, you have a point there but it is a what if but i love that that random ass what if triggered you josh because that's fucking that's, <laughs> what kind of trigger. Yeah. that's that's the point of these what ifs yeah. bro um but he also said uh to kevin earlier today you want to play it or you want me to just uh oh, i thought you it? had it up i can i no, can pull I it up for it you up. Yeah, pull give it up. me one second give, me give you up. context of this this was about uh the rubik's cube when i was like i'll bet you this kevin and i gave him like two or three options or <laughs> things that we could bet and kevin like was four to five yeah, to six he gave yeah. me a bunch yeah. of options he's like what do you want to do kevin and i was like i, I don't fucking and know Josh, and he's like, you got to do something Josh just says, "Hey, look, I'm gonna kiss Kevin's ass, and I'm gonna send him Wait a bet." Wait a I don't think he was this, like. And this is didn't where you say I agree. Suck Kevin's ass earlier. Uh, yeah, it was something weird. This is where I agree with. I. This is where I will say I was triggered. This triggered me like a motherfucker. It did. Because it, did. It, it did. That's it bad. <laughs> yeah, the next time you're making a bet with Jason, and you're figuring out what happens to him if he loses. The bet is, is that if Jason loses, he can't work out for a full month. Woo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A whole month he can't work out. <laughs> <laughs> that evil laugh at the end, by the way, is <laughs> the best part. And I got to say, I'm a team player, so next bet we make, I am willing to take that hit. I will not work out for a whole month if I lose the bet. So we'll write that down. I'm a team player. <laughs> the last time you accepted any bet, for the record, like, I have literally accepted every bet. Yeah, yeah so I don't yeah, know what the fuck you're talking you. about. It's, it's always hello? I'm getting my fucking chest wrapped off. And hello, I, wait, you, he's part of both of these bets. You know that, right, Kevin? Yep. See this, how Kevin? This is wait, why. What Rubik's stop, cube bet? You? You're doing the Rubik's cube? No, this I didn't is, say I could do a Rubik's cube. This is the cube. part I'm talking well, about. You think I did? I definitely never said See, that. bro, you, like, you, you're just quiet chase that doesn't you fucking jump in. You say it, Kevin. You, you, all right, first off, yeah, let's go I back. Yeah, I say stop. dumb shit. All right, stop. Let's go. Because everyone's like feeling, let's get on Kevin's side and, and like make Jason do a bit oh, because I feel bad for Kevin. Now, hear okay. me out. First right, off, yeah, we'll talk right. about the Rubik's Cube. You made the claim that you could do it really fast. No one gives a shit. 
Uh, I'm just showing them I got my Rubik's Cube. Just show show every side. Show every side of your Rubik's Cube right now. I'm working on it. It's it's not going to happen overnight, folks. Okay. Yes. Uh, Yeah. If you do what you're doing, it might take over a year. I don't know. So, first thing is you you made the bold claim that you could do a Rubik's Cube. So, that's on you. Then you made the bold claim that you could do 100 push ups. That's on you. Then the dents that you lost. Then the then stop. Then you said something about uh, being ripped off the hair. You took the bet about the 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 fantasy league, uh, the NFL Pick'em League. You lost that bet. Chase, the other bet that he lost, you took that bet, and that was on the big board challenge. So I don't know why you're like, I took all these bets and blah 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 blah. blah. You make the claims, (laughs) you motherfucker. Your voice got really high, Kevin. I sound like a, I sound like a fucking man. I don't know what you sound. And like. the reason why I'm triggered is because he's Josh is absolutely fucking right, 100 percent right. I won't it. take that bet. He won't, I, I told no. I said that. I said that's a good bet. He would never fucking take that ever, unless. So I wouldn't take on a bet like this Rubik's cube because I can't. I have no impact on this challenge. That's that's basing off of your intelligence, whatever you want to call it. Now, if we want to do something where we actually are competing, I might consider it. But I'm not just gonna be like. Hey, you can't do the Rubik's cube. I bet you a whole month I won't work out if you get it. Like that's not fair to me. What I if what if the bet for the Rubik's cube was that like you had to limit your workouts to twenty minutes? That's for easier. a month. That's that's fine. I that's fine. That, so you, for a it. month, you're you can only work out for twenty minutes at a time. I could maintain. And we're on the honest system here too. Yes, I can maintain a diet and be okay on that. Yeah. We're not worried about you know. We're not worried about you gaining weight. Is that what you're worried about? I'm worried about gaining and healthy and all that. Bro, you're gonna, you you're underestimate. Gonna lose, you're going to lose you, your stamina. You're going to lose your strength. You're going to lose. St- strength, you don't lose that quick. Stamina, I will, but you can gain stamina and endurance back quicker. And you can't have sex because I know you're working on. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He's going to be in bed. He's going to be like, no, I am. We got to go hard tonight. <laughs> double, double jump. I, that's a really good idea. I'm taking that down. That's He's like, I'm writing idea. that down. <laughs> I could do that. Like I'll like carry the dogs while I mow the grass and shit. But um, <laughs> I was just mowing the grass. I was just yeah, mowing, just the, mowing grass. the grass. Bro, <laughs> I would love for like your neighbor you walking down the street and just like videoing you. Like, yeah. yeah, with Odie on your back as you're mowing the lawn. It's like goat yoga, but for lawns. Like, I don't know. Uh, but no, man, you guys uh, like underestimate how much I eat. Like Kevin knows when we play Call of Duty, bro. I'm eating the whole time. That's why half the time I'm muting. I'm eating. Fucking blueberries, Cheerios, granolas. He's like, on, he's on lemon heads right now. He doesn't want to Le- talk about that. Bad choice, guys. Lemon he's head. Like killing some lemon heads. He said. He said. I always got to put. I always got to <laughs> suck on something. Don't run around telling people that. Right? I kept <laughs> saying it, and Kevin's like, "You got to stop. You, you got to stop, stop saying, saying it. it that way." I was like, "There's no other way to do it. I, 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 I gotta I have suck to suck on something. something while I'm playing video games." <laughs> lemon heads are like 35 grams of sugar. I was like, "This is a terrible idea," and I bought. Uh, I literally bought a nine dollar bucket of like 80 of them. And and it. They're not 80. great either. Like they're lemon. they're okay. Holy oh my shit. god, Jason! It just showed us the bucket. That would take me. That would take me a year to eighty. That's one hundred and fifty pieces, Jason. Oh, seventy-seven shit, got, servings. I saw seventy-seven. Oh, you get two servings. Oh, I get how. Oh, that works. you get two. Yeah, no one wants two at a time. <laughs> yeah, no one does. Uh, but. Um, the last thing we got, guys, is uh, a dad tip. So I got to play it because he said it was a dad tip. So You know what, young lady? Mm. Do you want to go to timeout? All right. One, two, three. It's time for dad tips. All right. Um, so here is Mike Long. You guys know him as Dad Days Brewing. 
Check them out. What's up, guys? It's Mike from Datterday's Home Brewing, live and in person Woo! from paternity leave. Well, I guess technically this would be pre-recorded, but whatever. Um, <laughs> had uh, something pop into my head today. Thought I'd throw it at you in a voice memo instead of a direct message. Uh, have another dad hack for you I discovered this week. If you're having your second child and you're not having a shower or a sprinkle or whatever those second ones are called, you can still have a baby registry on Amazon and cash in on that 15% discount. And you don't even have to tell anybody about the registry. Just kind of had an epiphany this week, decided to get on there, put everything in a registry and buy everything that we wanted to buy. So still a few things we didn't have and uh, cashed in on sweet 15% discount. So that's all I have for now. Peace out. Oh, that's brilliant. Wait a second, man. I, I need to I need to understand what he's saying. So on Amazon, how we signed up, we did everything through Amazon. Okay. You sign up for a registry. We didn't have Amazon it, when I was having kids. So. All right, stop acting like you're 90 years old. Amazon, you had Amazon. definitely existed when maybe we were having not this, kids. Maybe not this special, mm. the registry. Right. But yeah, so you go on Amazon, you sign up for your registry. There's a little button, just search for it. And you add in all the stuff you want in it, right. and then your friends see it. So what he's saying is he added in all, all the stuff he wanted to and then started buying it himself, and he got the 15, 15% discount. So everything in your registry, you get 15% off? Yeah. Why doesn't everybody just have a baby every day then? <laughs> I, I don't think that's how that works, man. Hmm. Well, like any, I think they'd catch on. Do they have yeah. to prove that you have a baby? I think they'd catch on when you had your fourth baby of the week. No, I don't. Th- I'm not worried about catching on. I'm worried about the fact that you're having a fourth baby. Like the 15 percent negates how much money that baby's gonna cost. But you. I think Kevin's saying you have a fake baby. A fake baby. A baby. A baby. Yes, a baby. That is the technical term. Huh? It's all baby re- related stuff. Oh, it has to be baby related stuff. I'm pretty sure it's all. Yeah. Mm. I'm not 100 percent sure, but that's a great uh, idea. Yes, I don't know if groceries count. Then you're onto something. I'm not on the nothing. Oh, you're like, no, I okay. didn't say this. They're listening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, they're on to me. I don't know. Big brother. <laughs> hey, they're always listening. Mike, dude, I appreciate they that, are, man. Bro. I hope that. Yes, the thank you, Mike. Uh, and congrats again, brother. Yes, congrats, and, man. Uh, rest in peace to your sleep. Your lawn's going <laughs> to exactly. fucking, it's going to take a hit. Yeah. Your lawn's going to take his, a hit. What about his beer? His oh, beer would be fine. It's I just, think he's going to be okay. fine. Okay. Yeah, okay. He seems okay. like a very smart guy that can handle that. And also... Jason, you covered up with one of your fucking things on Instagram, one of your little stickers. Yeah. You covered up his stripes on his lawn, bro. What the fuck, bro? What did I do? Yeah. On uh, you reposted you yeah. uh uh and he, and he's got these beautiful stripes in his lawn, right? Yeah. And you put like dad vibes or something this big yeah. sticker on and it on covered up his the- beautiful mm. Mm. If they really want to see his beautiful lines, they can click the original post. Okay. Go check out Dadder Days Brewing uh, Instagram <laughs> and check out his stripes because, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not talking about his lawn. <laughs> hey. Speaking of lawn, shave yours with the lawnmower 4.0. Yeah, the lawnmower 4.0. Thanks for that little plug there. <laughs> Ding. Uh, this is where we fucked up uh, last episode with our boy Jose. Mm. Joseph. Who? Joseph. What is up, my people? It is time once again for another edition of This Is Where We Fucked Up, the weekly fact-checking segment on the podcast where I call out the mistakes of the previous week. Episode 125 featured professional funny guys slash fashion designers slash artists slash what the fuck does this guy not do guy 
Dave Hill on the podcast. <laughs> it was great having Dave on. Dave jumped on with the guys and shared some time and confirmed what we have known for a very long time. That Chase's garage setup looks like he's in an Al-Qaeda video. Thanks for joining us, Dave. After he hopped off, the guys had nearly an hour to fuck up, and boy, let me tell you, did they ever. This is where we fucked up in episode 125. All right, let's get the bullshit and start right here. This podcast fucked up last week when they fucked up the entire best 90s video game bracket and viciously, mercilessly eliminated, terminated, they when murdered Zelda Ocarina of Time over Super Mario Brothers 3. Now, I have to tell you, this is coming from someone who loves Super Mario Brothers 3. No, you didn't. This was one of my favorite games growing up. And I truly, really do believe that it is the best of all the Super Mario games. But Zelda Ocarina of Time is by far a more influential, impactful, and superior game than Super Mario Bros. 3. Than any game on this bracket, for that matter. What's most fucked up about all of this is that not only were we so close to picking Zelda, so close, but... Everyone on this fucking podcast got a vote, but me. Oh. I was the one that wrote the four criteria that you guys have been fucking up for the last few weeks. No one thought to ask Jose for his vote. Honestly, Chris gets to vote every week, but come on. Let's be honest. I feel like Chris is way too busy running Chase's abandoned tally food bracket to have a clear <laughs> enough mind to make sound judgments in this time. If Chris wasn't doing Chase's job, then he would have had the mental fucking capacity to have picked Ocarina of Time over Super Mario Brothers 3. I mean, Jesus, Chris doesn't even know the name of the game in half of his segments. This is horseshit. The four criteria weren't based off of nostalgia. They were based to help you idiots pick the right fucking game. Whoa. Kevin, Chris, you know what? I am officially completing the rest of my podcast obligations under protest. This is horseshit. Okay. okay. All right. Is that it? Uh, let's see. Uh, Jason Paul Crew, also known as Adam Sandler's character in The Longest Yard, did go to Florida State. Um, all the guards went to Miami. Fuck them. Go Knowles. Uh, and finally, Kev Sheesh basically means to either be impressed or to express disbelief or exasperation. So here's a sentence for an example. Oh, don't Last do a sentence. Last week's episode of Cup to Cup was such big yikes when my guy Kev and Chris <laughs> fucked up the bracket and stand for Super Mario Brothers 3 over Zelda Ocarina of Time that I had to let out a big ass sheesh in disbelief. It's a long sentence. <sighs> That's it for this week. <laughs> I'm going to keep reminding you all until the end of June to go to our merch store and pick up a pride shirt or tank. 20% of all sales go to the Trevor Project, a life-saving organization dedicated to suicide prevention amongst LGBTQ youth. Go to cuptocuplife.com slash merch, no spaces, and get one of these badass shirts today. If I missed anything, you know what to do. Slip into my DMs at hip hip Jose 14 Slip into all these motherfuckers' DMs and let them know how bad they fucked up the bracket. And until next Not week, all of us. very much live, 
and very, very much under protest. Peace. No one cares. No one cares. Yeah, should, I, should, I fucking, should I fucking wait until next week when he's on here? No, just say it because, because who who cares that it's under Jose's protest? If you I'm think sorry. for one second that it was just me and Chris that were on this fucking bandwagon, <laughs> you're goddamn wrong. Okay, look, who won on Instagram? Uh, keep keep going, I can tell you. Keep going. Who won on Twitter? Who won on? It I wasn't think, just didn't Instagram. Uh, wasn't it Zelda? I will tell you in a couple seconds. Just keep I'm on. almost positive. And I'll tell Zelda you what. You know, even fucking add them all up and fucking it doesn't even fucking matter. Okay, I think it actually would. If you added them all up, yeah, I, I think Zelda. If majority won. won if, you, on, if you added up all the votes, I would guarantee you Zelda had more votes on social media if you're saying combine the votes on facebook so, instagram so on instagram it was zelda 53 percent to 47 percent. and how many more votes did they win by uh it's, I, I don't have the stats on it they pull it off after no, a man week. don't I, come i will tell it. you the average the average <laughs> amount of votes that we get on the stories are between a hundred to a thousand that's that, that's a i know that's a huge number but it goes from like sometimes two to three hundred votes sometimes only a hundred votes it just depends man this one i want to say had over a hundred to two hundred votes so split that in My half. My thing is, look, if, if you don't like the way shit's done, then fucking do something about it. Like, you know? I wasn't alone on this vote. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be here to take all the criticism and everything. You can call Kevin. Kevin fucked up everything and all that shit. But I wasn't the only one, okay, motherfuckers? And I didn't fuck up shit. We got it right, okay? You didn't get it right. Mm, no, you got uh, that wrong. No, but, your opinion okay. says that we yeah, got it wrong. That's true. But also, the opinion of the people says that we got it right. So, fuck off. In the Electoral College. Yeah. Uh, so, Kevin, what I will say is Jose throwing you under the bus here is incorrect. Yeah. And he's wrong for that. I do think Zelda should have moved on, but Kevin's correct in saying that he's not, it's not like Kevin and Chris are the reason that this moved on. We have a criteria, and as much as Jose wants to say, vote my criteria. Well, we Fucking also- Fucking say something. Tell us what it is. Yeah, and we also voted the way we've been voting this entire bracket, mm -hmm. and as much as it pains me that Zelda lost, that's what we've been going by, by from, from the start. So, I mean- Throwing Kevin under the bus is uh, as much as I don't want to be on Kevin's side because fuck Kevin. Uh, no, he's talking Chris he's under right. here too. So it well, fucking, no, the other thing yeah, too. But there's two things that he Chris. said. He kept saying guys, and I know that it's triggering Chase. He's like guys. It's not that like when you say the whole yeah. podcast fucked it up. No, it's the whole podcast plus uh, uh, our listeners, which we love you guys. I don't want to bash you yeah. guys. Uh, the other thing that I want to bring up is we've given you every opportunity to participate in bringing your vote to this uh podcast live jose chris has taken it uh, a step further giving us facts he did this on his own we didn't ask him to you could have come in and say that if i'm i could be wrong but when we brought you on for the first uh first round for this bracket you even said i haven't played all these games i don't think it's a fair uh i i, I can vote on all of these yeah. and so that's what you said fact from the beginning so i just think that like you you saying that where was i you could have asked me for my opinion i was like you you could have you could have given it to us ahead of time 
or, or just fucking do like everybody else and leave a voice nugget or fucking talk to us in the man chat yeah. be like hey you know this fucked up I want to speak up on it yeah. you know like a hundred different fucking, ways yeah. a thousand different ways, ways. We're li- or literally you're in goddamn Jason's house <laughs> fucking say something to him yeah. about it you know like stop fucking <laughs> don't fucking duck the whole world until you get on a fucking microphone and That's- then try to be big and bad alright you're a fucking fucking trash ass opinion <laughs> and fucking bring it to the fucking house next time also can i just say something on the food bracket real quick like nah, look, bro you has, lost has, that shit okay no, lost. no <laughs> i'm just kidding no, go ahead go ahead has chris taken it and run with it 100 percent, bro because that's what chris does he's a fucking runner he runs with <laughs> shit dude like that's I don't think that's, that's how it works. literally who chris is it's a weird way to but say it. can we like can we stop underplaying the fact that like how much work i did put into this bracket because i'm beginning. sorry man i yeah. okay I put a ton of work into this bracket. I really did. A lot of stuff that before we even released this bracket, I put a lot of work, hours of time into this bracket. So it does hurt a little bit when it's just kind of downsized that yes, I definitely lost sight of it for a little bit. And uh, you know, that's maybe that's inexcusable, but I put a lot of work into it. And uh, you it did put hurts. a lot of work into it, it which hurts. makes that, that that's what makes me like it blows my mind that you just fucking gave up on it. I know. It just, uh, it's a long story. It's fine. What's the long story? No, I don't want to know this long story. We, oh, can, we can do it after yeah. dark if you want we'll to do, do it after. after. Yeah. We'll do it after. It'll be a crazy long story. I want to wrap this bad boy up with trivia. We're going to do some seven minutes, but this episode is running a little long. Yeah, yeah. We'll flip that on down um, the road. But we have a good seven minutes coming up. But like we said, <laughs> we'll bring it up on Natterday's episode next Woo! week for the championship. Uh, I got a little special for trivia. I, I found some cool facts. We're gonna do three, uh, three trivia questions, each one counting for a point for the big board challenge that we Wait have. Wait a second, now. That's how I do it, bro. You're losing, bro. This helps you. I like, I like throwing you guys. Uh, you guys haven't made it on the board in a while, and I felt like this was a good time to maybe give you guys an opportunity. If everyone's curious of what the big board challenge is, the big board challenge is. Well, we keep track of the Florida Man, what's on, uh, what's that sound, trivia, and name that show. We tally up all the points that the boys get, and at the end of the the year, one of them has to do something humiliating, and we haven't figured that out yet because we have a bad, hard time committing to things. Um, it's on Kevin Chase. Guys, keep sending in bets and things that they should do, and then Kevin will just keep turning it down because he's a pussy. I've accepted every single one. I, I said cinnamon challenge on the Rubik's Cube. You said no. I said it's a dumb challenge. You want me to do it? I'll do it. All right, dumb challenge. I'm just saying, well, let's come up with something more creative. I'll do everything that you just fucking said. All right, then do it all, bro. I'm not going to do every single one of them, but no, pick you just one. Let's that. pick one you just said and that. let's fucking do it. Just... I'm just saying that's not very creative. Those are dumb ideas. Well, here's the thing about creative. I can only say so many. You and say, then... Unless you have a better idea, then don't fucking come at me. Yeah, I got it. I know. You're that boss that's just like, I don't no, like that. I'm yes, not a you boss. Are. I'm just Kevin. My name's Kevin. <laughs> I'm not your boss. I'm just your best friend who thinks that you're coming up with the same ideas that have already been done on the internet. I think we're all best friends. Let's calm down, Alpha Channel here. What I'm trying to tell you right now was not to say you're a boss. I'm saying you're like the the boss that fucking you you asked him, hey, this is what I did. They said, I don't like it and never help like get us into the right direction. He's going to yell. Don't yell again. Don't do here it. Here it comes. Don't do I don't it. have a problem with I think, you I think saying, we just need to move on. I think we just I, need to move on. I don't have a problem with you saying I don't like this challenge. 
but come up with something else or okay, shut the fuck I up. Will. Then, then just don't fucking say I'm not turn. I'm turning down challenges. You are turning down saying. challenges when you Fine, call them do dumb. it. Do them all. No, there he is. He's doing them all. So you're doing, doing them all. You're doing Which the, ones? You're doing the chocolate challenge. You're doing the cinnamon challenge, and you're doing you're doing the gallon challenge of milk. The gallon challenge, the you chocolate chug- challenge, and the cinnamon challenge. You gotta do if all I three. Can't, if I can't finish this Rubik's cube by the end of the year, yeah. All right, and you're doing what? I don't nothing. know. Nothing. You're I- doing nothing. See, yeah, this seems a lot of fucking sense and a lot of fucking fair. Give me something. Yeah, all right. Yeah, something you could turn down. All right, don't fucking work out for a month. Nah, you can give me 20 minutes. Oh, look at that <laughs> shit. Oh, look how this game works. Everybody like this game? All right, moving on. <laughs> Kevin got you there, bro. I gave you know, it. He knew it was coming. He was smiling for you. I knew it was coming. Come on, let's be more creative. I knew you'd be more creative, bro. That's oh, you dumb. want me to be more creative? Yeah. No, that's interesting yeah. how this works. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're like the boss. You know? Yeah. You know Kevin's getting serious when he flipped that hat around, bro. It, that's when I was like, oh, shit, it's going down. The best part, guys, you don't see it, but it's the bottom of our cup to up hat that he's wearing is green so it gets keyed out so it scares the shit out of me like, why is he missing half his head right now bro that's when I knew Kevin was serious cause he fucking flipped that shit around I was like oh no, I just shit. want everybody to see we got wonderful cups uh, wonderful hats here <laughs> wonderful cups. cup to cup life.com slash merch you can find this hat right here that I'm wearing it's fucking beautiful I love this hat I wear it all the time you look good and I'll, I'll give you that thank you I appreciate that alright uh by the way we're not we're not uh, committing to any of those bets. Uh, by the okay. way, I just want to make that clear. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely down with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's play some trivia and wrap this up. <laughs> trivia. <laughs> I forgot about the fucking goats. That's fucking great, dude. We're we're starting to build out our intros for our videos for all of our intros, and so that's what they're laughing about, guys. Jason's having a good time because he's fucking fucking great. Fucking hilarious ass goats on here. Goats, goats talking. You love your goats, bro. I do like some goats, man. Goats and llamas. All right, guys. That sounds like a song. Goats and llamas. Goats Goats and llamas. llamas. Like boots and (laughs) what's it? Boots and hose. Boats and hose. Boats and hose. Boats and hose. <laughs> Boats and hose. <laughs> All right. So according right. to TriviaCountry.com, we're going to do three questions one at a time. I'm going to have you guys uh, answer them one at a time and move on to the second question. <laughs> um, all right. So I got I to gotta look at this word because it's, it's, it's a challenge to read this word. That's not a good start. <laughs> I'll be working on my Rubik's Cube while you figure that out. <laughs> Caprastastophobia. There we go. Caprastastophobia okay. yep. is the fear of what? Capri Suns. That, oh, oh, that should have been sorry. it. That's a no, good no, fucking you answer, no, bro. You guys do it. Uh, uh, naked ass, <laughs> constipation, being compressed alive, or cheerleading tassels. Cap- Repeat it one more time. Caprastastophobia is the fear of what? A naked ass... Constipation, being compressed alive, or cheerleading tassels. Kevin. Uh tassels. No way. It's 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 one of the first two. It's definitely okay. All right. uh Okay. It's definitely naked ass or what was the other one? Uh constipation. Mm. I'm gonna say naked ass. Eh, it's constipation. Fuck! God, cheer, Kevin didn't even get it right. <laughs> I know, but oh. Kevin, you're right, bro. Are you looking this up? 
No, no. What's what's going on? Oh, you're just oh, okay. Cool. Uh, we're cubing not, it we're, up. Cubing it up while we're, we're cubing, bruh. Just cubing, bruh. All right. Oh uh, wait, uh, is is like fucking Rubik's cube like a? <laughs> no, it's it's the way you said. Just cubing it up, yeah, bro. bro. Just cubing it up. You were paying attention. I was like, what are you doing, bro? Just doing the cube. I'm, I'm paying attention. I just know that I got it wrong. So there's no sad. reason to watch anymore. Okay. All right. I'm sad. <laughs> Apparently. Here we go. <laughs> the average person does what 13 times a day? Kevin immediately went to oh. jacking off. Guaranteed. Immediately. Uh, I didn't even put that as an, I didn't even put that as an option because <laughs> I knew lot. that he'd just give it to me anyway. All right. So the average person does what 13 times a day? Laughs, farts, burps, or curses. Jerks off. <laughs> Masturbation. Uh, no, I'm gonna say burps. Burps. Okay. My first thought was laughs or curses. I'm gonna say laughs. Uh, and what did you say, uh, Kevin? He said burps. Uh, uh, masturbation first. Which means but... it's not laughs because Jason had to ask before he played the music. You can oh. put it on Fuck. the board. Yes. It's laughs. Oh, I don't know. Did you what... spill your beer? No, it's right here. Oh, <laughs> man. Threw that thing down. A little bit. All right, man. So. Uh, this is a fun game. So Kevin is down two. Now he's down three. And yeah. now he's a sourpuss. No, it's oh, man, we're, we're doing these. Why are we doing so many? A uh, law a law in Illinois <laughs> prohibits men from doing what in public. Kevin immediately went to jacking off. Um, <laughs> if, if these aren't jacking off, I'm just not going to get them right. Uh, Why are you doing this to me? Slapping another man's ass, having an erection, eating ice cream without a shirt on, chewing more than three pieces of gum. <laughs> ice cream. Eat, without a shirt on, eat, I thought about that too. Without a shirt um, on. That is definitely what I went to first. Um, what were the other? What were the first two? I know the chewing you more three pieces of things. Uh, well, because slapping, I know I know what the other two. Slapping are. another man's ass or having an erection. Mm. Oh. Chewing three pieces of gum. I think Kev got it right though. I'm double checking on my answer just to make sure because I didn't put like correct answer next to it. You said what again? The three pieces of gum. Eating three pieces of gum or eating ice cream without a shirt on. You guys are both wrong. You're dumb. It is having an erection. Oh. So don't have a boner out there in Illinois, guys. No shot. No. Not going to Illinois. <laughs> I always have a full boner. That's my MO when I go out. I'm fucking fully boned every time I go. Anywhere I go. So. Full boner. <laughs> <laughs> that is a full erection. Yes, it is. Yes, You're it going is. to jail. Well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I can good. do this in Florida. I don't understand what the problem is, sir. <laughs> Gavin, you're right, bro. I know we picked on you, and I want, I want to, I want to come no, close. No, Did man, we? I really don't yeah, think I, we I don't picked get on into him. it because For you Kevin, guys are doing gets, this thing where you, you we pick on you know, him and he gets at the end of the year. At the end of the year, we do this thing where we have a blowout, you know, for trivia or something where you can make up all these points. Well, now we're just doing it in the middle of the fucking year, so you can. Did just, anyone even make up the points? You still fucking won. Yeah. What is your just deal saying, here, bro? Just saying, Jesus, you're losing. It only benefits you at this point. Does it? Because it just did not. 
not uh, benefit me, by the way. Well, you're fair. fucking stupid. Got, I can't help that you're dumb. He got yeah, one you correct. got two out of three wrong, so fuck off. Who's stupid as well? Bro, yeah. in baseball, that's a great percentage. Well, we're not playing baseball. <laughs> you don't know that. You're not going to win I this literally argument, know that. <laughs> uh, all I'm saying, Kevin, is he got one correct, and that would have been the equivalent of what he would have got before. Yeah, 100%. How does Jason agree on everything? Oh I don't understand. How does Kevin play the victim on everything? I don't fucking understand. I don't understand. Oh, yeah. Everything we've ever done. Well, just fucking everyone's against me and I don't understand it. Jose just picks on me, even though he said way more shit about Chase, but he picks on me. Yeah, Kevin, who picks on you, really? Who said somebody picks on you? Me? Do bro, you fucking you act like fucking the world's fucking the world's just against Kevin. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks everybody for joining us. Episode <laughs> number one twenty six is in the books. Uh, make sure that you go follow our boy James Elliott official. Thank you, James, it, on Instagram. <laughs> He's a wonderful follow, and thank you for joining us today, James. You were de- very inspirational, Thanks. lots of wisdom, and like you know, if you guys need some of that, go to his Instagram page. It's great for that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I would like for you to go to our website, which is cuptocuplife.com, and also follow us on all of our social media sites. Cup to Cup Show. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Become a, a premium day. member too, guys. Uh, that's also in the show notes a uh, ton of you guys have already done it we love you for doing it uh, we want more so keep joining uh, you get all kinds of cool shit like uh, there was we, we took about 35 minutes to try to figure out how to close this episode out and, and we uh, and we guys uh, that are premium members please check it out because it was fucking chaotic just to end this episode it was uh, <laughs> it was, it was wild at all. It, it was wild as fuck and you're gonna see um, <laughs> uh, on that note guys I said it twice on that note I, yep. I broke my fucking rule I apologize <laughs> he's so uh, mad I'm so he's mad, so I mad right I'm only allowed one time but I didn't even notice it I did oh, I Bye. know Chase I know Chase notices <laughs> thanks again James uh, you were a fucking awesome guest man Good you luck were out there. awesome regardless of what Kev says bye yeah man <laughs> <laughs> Kevin don't challenge James at a push up contest <laughs> we cut that part out guys <laughs>